Alrighty. Moving All along. Right. Thanks for waiting, guys. We are on to Paladin. Paladin. Oh, do we want to discuss the, the State of Warlock real quick? Yes. Evenlock is a great deck. Zoo, miserable. It beats Hunter, though, so people play it. There are <laughs> other Warlock decks that exist. I alluded to a Control Lock deck. It is also bad. Play Evenlock, and then Gen will rotate. We will then play Control Lock, and we will hate all Zoo players. Zoo players will then stop playing Zoo because Zoo will be bad once the meta settles, and Control Lock will be a top-tier deck. I, there's not much more I can say. Touche. <laughs> I didn't even make any bold predictions. I just said, like, it was all facts. There was no argument to be made. Yeah. Um, I think Zoo Lock, the only, only thing I can say is that um, we're going to see Murloc Zoo again. It's going to happen because they're, they're putting powerful Murlocs back in the game. Um, and I think Zoo is, is going to be pretty popular for the first uh, probably two months of the meta because it's a new meta and Zoo is always pro is always prevalent. But I think it'll settle down eventually. But Zoo's not going anywhere. If you thought if Zoo annoys you and you thought it was going away, it's not. Sorry. That's about all I can say. Oh, one more thing. I forgot to I put together a, a shell of a hand block deck before all oh, of these cards came out, and I want to drop that into your uh, drop that into your Twitch chat. Please do. Um, I would, but my phone died, and I. And I can't log into Twitch without my phone. So okay. So in that case, um, if you guys want to check out his shell deck, go to my Discord. Check out X's Discord. Um, X, uh, I will put a link to your Discord in the next time Ooh. you start talking about something. Okay. Or you can my Hearthstone top decks because that's where I build them all. But yeah. Anyway, we're gonna start on to Paladin if you don't mind, Mister Azrael. Go for it. I'll drop your link in while you're doing that. It's and mind you guys, it's it's a shell, and not all the cards were revealed when I built it. I built it a few days ago, but I think it's a good place to start. So the first paladin card we're going to cover is called Desperate Measures. It's a one mana card that reads, Twin Spell, cast a random paladin secret. Okay, guys, if you didn't want to choose which bad cards you to put in your deck, don't worry. The automatic deck builder will do it for you. And if that's not good enough, you also have Desperate Measures to be to play this card. You have to be pretty desperate um i really just i don't understand why they want to push secret paladin when secret paladin was a deck everybody hated playing hearthstone i think that with odd warrior rotating out that we need something else to hate and mysterious challenger is going to be the next card printed so <laughs> it's just bad ass it's yep. bad yep. there's a reason why it's first there's a reason why it's first um of all of the classes to get a random secret from, Paladin is the worst. There's a reason why they cost one mana. They typically have one or two decent ones, and one of those is basically a standard secret, which is uh, uh, Noble Sacrifice. And that's not even always good because it's easy to play around. Um, this card would be better if it said cast a random warrior secret. <laughs> Um, this card would be playable if it was zero mana. <laughs> Barely. And only because it has twin spell. Exactly. It, it's going to see play because Secret Paladin's an archetype right now. Um, so it's going to see play. That doesn't mean it's good. It's just, it just means that they're trying to make, they're trying to keep the archetype going. Uh, I don't think it's particularly strong. Um, and I'm not really excited to see it. I don't really like Secret Paladin. I think Secret Paladin has been done in the past, and it uh, and I think it's left a bad taste in everyone's mouth. 
And I think it's uncreative that they're still trying to push this forward. And I think it's just a weak way to put this on a paladin spell. This could have been on a lot of things. And they mm. put it on this. And I, I just don't like it. I would, I'd much rather, I think it would have been cooler if we saw a paladin twin spell that was like, give a medium divine shield. That would have been cooler. But no, nope, we got this instead. I don't think, I, I think it's very unlikely to see play. Um, yeah. Other than, outside of people trying to make it work in secret, secret paladin, but that's that's just more of the same. Um, I I give this card a two. It won't be it, it is, won't see zero play, but it's not going to see much play. I've got to give it a four because I think that it might. Okay, so before you before everybody stares at me with these ridiculous looking eyes, I want to let you know I don't actually think this is good, but I'm going to put it in wild mechathune paladin because here's how you get this to go off <laughs> okay right. so i don't even to go to it it's a whole it's a whole convoluted thing with a bunch of secrets one mana one mana cost spells skulking geist and then to get the you have to kill off your mechathune earlier in the game and then you use kangor's army in order to resurrect your mechathune and one of the missile launchers, which is the mech that deals one damage to everything, you then play quality. You can't do that anymore because the quality costs four mana. So never mind. This just doesn't even go there. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good idea up until you realized the quality got nerfed. <laughs> Moving on, we have, um, I think it's almost becoming ubiquitous that, that Paladin gets a weapon every set now. Um, yeah. Which is ironic because Rogue barely got a weapon every set. But anyway, uh, we have the Paladin weapon, uh, two mana, two, two weapon, Mysterious Blade, Battle Cry, big shocker, guys. If you control a secret, gain plus one attack. So if you played a secret on one, which God knows every Paladin wants to play a secret on one, and you had this in your hand, and your secret didn't get popped on their turn, then you can get a slightly better version of Fiery War Axe. Yeah, you can get an unnerfed Fiery War Axe if you meet four conditions and put a bunch of bad cards in your deck. <laughs> Worth. How does this how does this compare though in a vacuum to Headhunter's Hatchet? Uh, it's, it's worse. It is considerably worse. I, I, you know, yeah, the, the plus one attack is nice if you can get it to come off, but I would rather have, uh, on turn two, I'd rather have a weapon with that extra, um, that extra durability on it because it allows you to control the board better. I'm, I'm 100% on board with you, dude. Like this card doesn't make, this card, doesn't, this card doesn't really make me feel any emotions. I'm not like I got really mad at a lot of cards, and I get really excited about. It. I just have nothing for this. I'm sorry. Like, you know, I love I love <laughs> Paladin as a concept. You guys know I'm soft on Paladin in general, even if I don't like the class in WoW very or in uh, in Hearthstone very much. Um, I always like to see interesting Paladin cards because of my emotional connection to Paladins. And you talked about feeling things. This this card just makes me mad because it's like I mean I get there's got to be filler cards in every pack, but you're this just gives <laughs> this just gives people an incentive to play a bad deck, or it gives people an incentive to try to make some sort of aggressive weapon paladin work. And neither of those are going to be good. Otherwise, it's just a dead card. And it's, it's not even a fun dead card. It's a very boring dead card. I just... I get it. It 
there's got to be the, the filler cards, and guys, this is one of them. Um, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a three and a half though, because it's gonna see a little bit of play just because it's a it's a two mana two two weapon. No, it's bad one. Okay. That's I, my I, argument and all of my proof. I don't. I don't. <laughs> honestly, I don't disagree with you. I just. I just know that people are gonna try to make this work. <laughs> uh, okay. So, so I, I know I've talked a lot of smack about secrets. Mm-hmm. Well, even a bad card design every once in a while can get something kind of right. And I think this secret has some potential. So the next card we're going to look at is the one mana secret, Paladin secret, Never Surrender. And it says, when your opponent casts a spell, give your minions plus two health. Now, in a meta where we have looked at 60% of every card we're looking at is a spell. This card seems good. It seems good to play. You're, you're not playing this on turn one. You're probably not playing this till like turn four or five. But when you've got three or four minions on the board and you play this going into just about any class, because again, lots of them have secrets, it's a good way to give your, your, your minions a little bit of extra oomph to allow you to, you're playing this in a mid-ranger or control deck, but it gives them a little bit of extra oomph to help you control the board. That is the best argument that I can make for this secret. Um, is it a great secret? No. Is it a good secret? Yeah, it's pretty good. But I'm not like super excited about it. It's just, of all the Paladin cards we've seen, this is the first one I look at and I go, yeah, it's okay. Thoughts? This is the best Paladin secret next to Noble Sacrifice. So it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, cause at first, at first glance, it seems really powerful. Cause you think about mm-hmm. uh, Cold Light Seer, which gives all your Melex plus two health, which when that gets played against you feels devastating. You think about when you first see it, you're like, oh, well, even, even Locke's not going to beat Odd Paladin anymore, which obviously both of those are rotating. And Defiles rotating, so mm-hmm. that's one of the arguments. But don't worry, it'll help you out against the Hellfire, which is sitting, no, just kidding. Um, so what what are you really trying, what it, what does this help you against? It's not going to help you hit for more damage, it's going to help you survive. So you're trying to hit some sort of damage-based uh, damage based removal sp- uh, spell. Uh, like, this is supposed to be counterplay to a damage-based removal spell, such as Hagatha's Scheme. Mm-hmm. But then just wait a turn, dog. They're just... Uh, I, I'm sorry. A lot of people are very high on this card, very afraid of this card. But Jesus Christ, can we get a single freaking halfway decent secret for Paladin? Right. Oh, my God. Although Three. Defense Matrix is okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Three. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only deck that I can see this working in, and I don't even know if there'd be room for it, is a, like a... Like a buff deck where you're like trying to like keep your guys long enough to buff them but just play the buff on them don't waste a man on this i didn't think about that it goes in divine interpriest yeah that's about it (laughs) (laughs) that's about it so if you can somehow mind vision this from the paladin uh you're in good shape um i'm gonna i'm gonna say it's a four only because only because they're still pushing secret paladin and this is one of the better ones, so it's going to get played by default. Yeah, that's about all I got. That's it for Still bad. Yeah, still bad. All right. This card. This card? You want to go first? Because I've, I've got some thoughts on this card. This two-mana atrocity is called Lightforged Blessing, 
it reads twin spell give a friendly minion lifesteal because if you didn't if you didn't already hate the rush lifesteal zilf that is ziliax that has divine shield or the rush lifesteal divine shield that is shirvala both of which can be played alongside in the same turn of crystal smith kangor which doubles the amount of healing you have if that wasn't enough for you let's make sure to give two extra minions lifesteal oh by the way this is another card that incentivizes you doing nothing just sitting there waiting and beating your uh holding on uh, doing nothing until you play a big minion and then play this card once, and then you know what? The last five turns of you just hitting the hero power button and doing thing is completely nullified because you are now able to just gain 29 life in one turn. Thanks, Blizzard. Just what I wanted. Another freaking way for Paladin to, to move forward with an archetype, i.e. Shervala OTK, In a world where we don't even need it to exist in the first place, why are we enabling this? I understand you want to make Zandalari Templar work with with uh, uh, with the call and all of this other garbage. You know, you want to see Chris Lizer and the Turtle to see play the Ornery Tortoise, as it were. Like, I understand what you're trying to do, but did you freaking overlook the fact that all those cards are bad and not going to make it into a deck, into a class that has a lot of really good freaking cards and a lot of really good ways to win the game? And by good, I mean effective. I don't mean fun to play or fun <laughs> to play against. I mean the cards, the, the decks, the games that are just going to end the life of my laptop and my computer because when things get thrown, flung all over, it's always because of Shervala. That's so funny. So okay. um, <laughs> this card is like scary to me. Right, it is. It, it is really though. It's scary because it. I mean, you you talked about it already. It's another way to enable, um, OTK Paladin, which is one of the few OTK decks that we can see right now without some you know time to actually delve more into the the, the deck list. It's one of the few decks that we know is going to survive. OTK decks that's going to survive. This is going to survive. Mechathune Priest probably is going to survive. Uh, Mechathune Hunter is viable you know um and druid will probably find a way to be like toxic oh, and, you know um and then probably mally rogue or even mechathune rogue will probably find a way to exist those are the ones that seem but this is the only one we know for sure for a fact has the cards to at least continue to be a thing this just enables it even more this card is scary scary good i mean and if nothing else just because cards like immortal prelate exist this synergizes with that. So now you put your War of Prelude in there, and then you just keep drawing those from your deck until you draw your Shavalas. I mean, there's all kinds of ways that this just gets just gets silly. Um, and any time that you are making an OTK deck better, which this does, it's a, it's, it's a strong card. It's a strong card. Um, other than the OTK decks, though, this can find a place in the Heladin archetype that they're trying to push. There are probably enough cards to make that work, but why would you want to play that when you can just play the OTK deck? Because if you're not playing an aggro paladin, why would you play anything else other than OTK? Is there this... is is there any reason to either not play OTK or because really that's it. It's just like with Warlock. You're either playing, 
you know, even or cube, which are basically doing the same thing, but in a slightly different way, or you're playing zoo, right? There's not really an argument for anything else. The same thing here, you know, same thing with hunter. You're either playing some variant of mid-range hunter or mid-range hybrid hunter, which are basically the same thing when it's got a little more spells, but they basically do the same thing, or you're playing recruit hunter, right? Or, or cube hunter, you know, same thing, right? Why would you play anything else? So, so why this, this will fit, this will fit into decks other than, 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 than OTK, you're not going to have a reason to because OTK or or some version of Zoo or Murloc Paladin is going to be better. Thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, and this plus timeout, just to add on to exactly what you're Time saying, up, this yes. plus timeout is just like the worst thing that could ever happen. Yep. So for five... Stop, Blizzard! All right. I agree. I refuse to rate this card. I'm going to abstain. That's fair. Um <laughs> that raises a bigger question though like does Shrivala need a nerf I, something with lifesteal divine shield and rush any card that has those three things on it needs to be deleted from the game because you should not have you should not but Zilliax has those things and Zilliax is Zilliax a fine card right Zilliax is not a fine card. Shrivala is not a fine card. Anytime that you like, you should be punished. It's real simple. You fix it. You fix it by by changing um, Holy Wrath to not be able to go face. Oh, that works. That I, don't if, I don't give a f if you do twenty five damage to one of my minions. I mean, I care mm -hmm. a little bit, but at least you're not going to like cheese win the game. It's it it's, it enables the do nothing archetype. Yep, and we don't like that. It's boring, and it takes very little talent or very little thought. Yeah. All right, well, if you're not going to rate it, I'm going to rate this card. Just because of how terrifying this card is, it's going to see play in a lot of decks. People are going to put it in decks it doesn't, it doesn't belong in because they're, they're, they're not going to know how to answer things like Zoo or, or Aggression. So they're going to put this in their, their decks where it doesn't belong just because, oh, I can put this in my, my, my mid-range or my aggressive deck to beat mid-range hunter because it lets me heal up so it's gonna you're gonna find a decks it doesn't belong in but you're gonna but because it's gonna enable otk decks it's it's gonna see a lot of play this card is terrifying it's a seven and a half out of ten we both got so angry at that card oh yeah i hate this card <laughs> and, I, and i want i want control paladin to be a thing but the only control paladin that exists involves Shrivala. so uh, are you seriously not voting because i'll move on just move on. Okay. I, I'm seriously abstaining from that. I, okay. I will not be a part of the problem. Okay. Part of the democratic process is choosing whether to vote or not. Yeah, that that is a choice. <laughs> when you choose not to vote, you are actually voting. But moving on. Um, next card we have. Yep, the next card we have okay. is a dragon. Thank God, we're getting to some cool stuff. Ooh. Paladin. Pe people want to see dragons and paladin. It's just a thing. Mm -hmm. So... It's a three mana three two called Bronze Herald, and it reads Death Rattle. Add two four four dragons to your hand. So, at first, like Ezreal, I have so many thoughts about this. Could you kick this off though? Yeah. Um, well, the first thought I have is the um, the stat line not great. Uh, three mana three two is a high price. But usually, when you see something like that, you have to have a pretty good effect. Card draw isn't a decent effect right and this is card generation not necessarily card drop um the two four fours are four manas so you are getting curve so it is a way to guarantee curve so in that respect it's decent 
compensation for the price. However, you pretty much have to assume this card is going to die because it's going to get traded up from whatever they played on turn two. So there's going to be a little bit of a momentum loss there. So you really have to get a lot of value out of those two four fours, which you can't play both at the same time. And you're not going to play consecutively because you're probably going to play another card we're going to talk about on turn five anyway. So it's a really hard card to evaluate. I, You know I love card generation, even if it's mm-hmm. not card draw. So I, I'm tending to lean towards giving this card more credit than it's due. Um, but that two health on a three uh, minion is really hard for me to swallow. But it is nice to have a dragon activator that fits in a dragon paladin deck that actually feels like it fits more. And that enough alone, or that alone is enough in my mind. Even though I don't, I'm not comfortable with it, and I don't think it's the best stat line, I think it will make its way comfortably into dragon paladin decks. Um, and there is an effect that we're going to talk about here in a minute that actually can justify the temple loss here. But the thing is, though, is this is not a card you want to play on a naked board, right? Like, you're playing this on a naked board, you're probably in bad shape. So, so I think it's going to be a very hit-or-miss card, and there's going to be times where it's going to be correct to not play it. I I agree. My I, I agree with your assessment. You you covered a lot of the a lot of points that I wanted I wanted to make. The biggest the biggest thing though is we drew different conclusions. You drew a very hopeful conclusion, and I drew a very pessimistic conclusion. I think that because because of all the reasons you mentioned, except for you know the fact that it fits in flavorfully, because I like that part, mm-hmm. that it's bad. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a three mana three two. If I wanted a three two. If I wanted a 3-2 dragon, I'd pay 2 mana for it, and you wouldn't be able to touch it with your hero power, and it would be that's a right. fairy. That's right. Fairy dragon. Right. And that's just better. Mm-hmm. I don't care about your death rattle effect. When I see death rattle, it means nothing to me. Mm-hmm. Unless I can activate it and am incentivized to activate it, it means nothing. Right. And I, I think I misspoke earlier. I did clarify earlier. I meant to say if this was a battle cry this would be a lot better, but it's a yes. death oh, rattle. Yeah. It, this is a death rattle, which makes it significantly worse. It's going to die. And it's going to die in their turn. So you're not going to be able to like buff it. Like it would be cool if it was a three, three or a three mana three, two that you could play, get, get the battle cry, add the two things to your hand and then synergize it by immediately playing something that buffs those cards in your hand. But instead you've mm-hmm. got to wait for them to do something or for you to kill on the next turn. It's just too slow, too slow, too weak. Cool idea, yeah. But as a death rattle, it just doesn't work. As a battle cry, I'd be a lot more excited about it. If yeah, this no, was a battle, if, cry, if was a battle cry, if it was a battle cry, this is probably a seven out of ten mm-hmm. and an epic card. Mm-hmm. As as a death rattle, it's probably a two out of ten. Mm-hmm. It's going to see a lot of people play because people are going to want to make it work. But then they're going to realize it doesn't work, and they're going to put fairy dragon in its place, like you mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. Uh, because people are going to try to make it work, I think it's a three and a half out of ten. Because it'll see play for a little bit, and then it will not see play anymore, and that will balance it out. So it's going to be like a five for about two weeks, and then it's going to be a two for the rest of the the rotate or for the rest of this this uh, first expansion. Uh, anything else? Bad. What was your rating? <laughs> I, I gave it a two. I gave it a two. Yep, and I, I gave it a three and a half. So moving on. This is the other card that I want to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. Again, this is one of the cards that. Oh, I should probably say what it is. This is a five mana, three five minion dragon speaker. It's an epic minion. It's battle cry reads. Give all dragons in your hand. Uh, plus three, plus three. That's a lot of buff. Yes. 
how many dragons do you need to have in your hand to justify playing a five mana three five on curve? On curve? Yeah, on curve. On curve. You're... On curve, I'd need to have one, but only if only if the dragon was cost six. If the dragon didn't cost six, then I need to have two dragons. Okay, so so this is a card that you could reasonably justify playing on curve. Yes. Okay. So in that context, in that context, do you think that this is enough to enable Dragon Paladin? No. Okay. Do you think that there's enough in this set overall to enable Dragon Paladin? Probably. Like, there's going to be a way to make it work. It's an interesting archetype. You have your cathedral, your cathedral gargoyle, which is a just an amazing card in general, which is a two mana two two. If you're if you're holding the dragon, give it uh, taunt and divine shield, uh, which is a fantastic card. I don't know if it's rotating or not because I didn't check the set on it before we came to this because I'm very well prepared. And uh, <laughs> But I mean, you have you have things like that, and people were able to make it work. There was the even the gargoyle uh, is not rotating, by the way. Okay, so there's the even there was the even dragon paladin that was hanging around for a while, where it was really focused with mountain giants and the uh, and death rattles that added things to your hands. Uh, the Drygalt's jailer mm-hmm. was a good example. Mm-hmm. The difference between the Drygalt's jailer and the uh, bronze herald, which is the dragon we just reviewed, is that adds two four fours to your hand. Is that a it comes out a turn later. And B, it does. You can't pull it out with. Uh, we used to hate this card when it was even. It's a paladin card. Pulls three minute called arms. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can't pull it out with called arms, which makes it significantly weaker. Right. Um, so, there the pieces are there, and people are putting them together slowly. I, we so. Uh, excuse me. I kind of got wrapped up in my own head for a second there. Uh, we got so there was three. That was I'm sorry. There was two different distinct dragon archetypes that we played over the past few months, mm-hmm. and both were close to being successful. But then people stopped playing it because they liked Paladin. They just played Odd Paladin instead. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the problem. The problem is when you're trying to enable this sort of archetype, you're going to enable it for people who really like dragons. Kibler is going to make a Dragon Paladin deck. He's yep. going to make it popular and it's going to be halfway decent because he's a a good deck builder and be a fantastic player people are going to watch him play the deck and going and going to learn how to play optimally because he will be be playing close to optimally he's once again fantastic player yep uh, but damn it it's not going to be a good deck correct people will just be playing a bad deck well yep and that's and that's the thing is is like again this is the same thing we learned from a year of even an odd paladin that why would you want to play any other control paladin when even paladin serves that purpose? And why would you want to play any other paladin other than even paladin when the best one to play is odd paladin? So why would people want to make a mid-range or controly dragon deck work when there's going to just be a smork deck and there's going to be what? Yeah, nothing. There's just going to be nothing. That's I right feel there. like there's so many cards, uh, so many cards that are just like they're trying. They're trying so hard. Blizzard's trying so hard. Mm-hmm. Well, they, and I think I think that's an interesting point that you make because it feels like they that their I their hope is that if they make interesting archetypes that work, and these these archetypes will work. Silent Silence Priest will work. Dragon mm-hmm. Paladin will work. There's enough now to make these things work. So they think that if we make them work, they'll become the meta. But that's not how it works. What will happen is those will become the meta at rank 15 
at rank 20, mm-hmm. at rank 10, at rank 5. Anytime you get out of that first tier of the, of the of each plateau though, then the best deck that there is to play will win. The best version of that deck will win. So, um so you'll see Dragon Paladin played and Secret Paladin played for fun at rank 5. But then whatever the most aggressive one is going to be the one that you see after that. Uh, or the most oppressive one in in OTK, right? Like these decks will just not get played outside of plateaus because they're not going to be good enough. They might be fun, but they're not going to be good enough. So all you're really doing is enabling people to have fun once they hit a plateau. Am I yeah, wrong? Like, no, you're you're 100 on point. It's it's just it's a casual card for casual players. I'm that's why I'm very not interested in the card yep. personally. What do you give it? I, this has got to be a four. This is, or excuse me, this has got to be five because there are ways to make it work. It does enable an archetype because without this card, Dragon Dragon Paladin has a really really hard time existing. And this card isn't consistent, nor is it good. So if this is the linchpin and it's a five, the archetype's not going to be great, but it will exist. Yep. Five, 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 five. Five is literally what I put it on it too. I'm I'm not surprised we're on the same boat on that one. Here's an interesting card. Yes, it is, indeed. It's a three-mana paladin spell named Call to Adventure, and it reads, draw the lowest-cost minion from your deck. Give it plus two, plus two. Also, Ezreal, quick note, card yeah. art on this, absolutely beautiful. Oh, it's fantastic. It's so atypical of anything you see from Blizzard. Yeah, very, It doesn't even look good. like it belongs in the, um, in what do you call it, the World of Warcraft universe, right? Yeah. Beautiful art. I'm sorry. Didn't mean to derail you. Go on, my friend. No, don't worry <laughs> about it. I was thinking the same thing. I just didn't say it. Um, so... Uh, the first, the first thing that I thought of when I saw this, when I saw this card, is what is the easiest way I could pull Crystal Smith Kangor with this and have it be a four-four? Yep. And then I realized that that wasn't the best way to use this card. The no. best way to use this card was to play Odd Paladin and not put this card in it. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. So, so for, for me, this card, this card is another one of those things that that I, I've talked about before because. This card text allows mm-hmm. you to manipulate what you're pulling from your deck. This opens itself up to wonkiness and shenanigans and BS combos. Um, so I'm wary of this card and its power. I, the price is exceptionally high for basically draw a card and give it a buff because it combines two cards into one. Um, but that said, it's going to make its way into decks. This is like... You're going to see anything, especially, we talked about this earlier. Card draw, card draw, card draw, card draw, card draw, cycle, 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 cycle. They're losing, Paladin's losing divine favor. So giving them ways to cycle through their deck and pull stuff out of their deck and now buff it on top of it, getting two cards in one, which essentially um, gives you double the value because you're not using an extra card slot and you don't have to draw an extra card to make the combo work. You're killing two birds, two birds with one stone in drawing a card and buffing it. And more importantly, you're drawing cards and you know what it's going to be, right? Exactly. So there's all these ways that this card can be either A, used to great effectiveness to buff a specific card or B, pull a specific card out of your deck. And either way, they both lend themselves to shenanigans and they are another card draw mechanic in a class that already has enough or has had enough card draw for long enough. Um, is there going to be a way to make it work outside of OTK Paladin? Nope. Is it going to get played in OTK Paladin? <laughs> yep. Nope. It you could. think so? Oh, it could. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because you can think about um, pulling um, Baleful Banker out or Kangor out or one of those other cards that you need to thin your deck out um, or just get you what you need to win. Um, 
should it get played in that? Probably not. But people will experiment with it. They'll experiment with it. Um, because think about it like this: you pull Call to Adventure out, you get Kangor out, and then you um, you know buff it with one of your things, and now you've got you know this um, you know f- five mana or this three mana card that you've buffed three or four times that heals you know five or eight every time it hits something. Um, and that and that's enough to sustain you because you no longer have your death knight to keep you alive with the weapon healing or something like that. I mean, it's the worst case scenario, but um, these these are the kind of things that I think about. So, it's an interesting card, um, but it, to me, there's a little asterisk next to that where interesting becomes terrifying because it can be manipulated in in what it pulls out of the deck. So. I actually think that it's bad. I don't think anything that it could realistically pull out would like, so personally, I can't imagine it. I like, so the Chris Smith Kangor obviously is the first thing that comes to both of, both of our minds, anybody's minds when we look at this, but man, I just, maybe I'm just being too hopeful as maybe I'm starting secret to become keeper. an optimist. Yeah, exactly. So it's secret keeper. Then you, you're trying to manipulate it harder. So you go uh bell ringer century. Maybe we just uh, front load it with spells. And yep. so now we're drawing more, we're drawing to draw and it's a five, six. So this is sounding okay. So what if we pull Zandalari Templar? What if we pull, mm-hmm. you know, we're trying to find all of these low ish cost things, but then we need to fill out the bottom of the deck with Prelate. spells. Yeah. Oh, Immortal Prelate. That, oh, I didn't think about Immortal Prelate. This is, this goes in the Immortal Prelate deck. That's totally going to exist now that Lunessa is gone. Yeah. So, I'm not impressed by this card, but yeah, really good point on the Mortal Prelate. I don't know why that didn't come to my mind immediately. There's just there's just ways that this card is going to get experimented with, and it might not be optimal, but it's going to be one of those cards where it's like it's going to work against you, and you're going to be like, the one time it works is the time that I'm on the freaking you know boss fight to get to rank two, and you're going to lose to it <laughs> because somebody's going to hit the nuts with this card, and you're going to want to punch your freaking monitor. Or you do just punch your monitor. You know, there's that. But I own seven monitors just in case. <laughs> there you go. So you can punch six of them and be fine. That's right. Still streaming. That's right. <laughs> still streaming, still screaming. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, as Like, I, I totally 100% understand your mm-hmm. fear. And it's justified. It sure. is justified. Especially with that dumb... The card that will not be named. Sure, <laughs> But... It's still bad. Like I, yeah. I, I don't see it. I don't see it. Sure. I, it's a three for me, dog. Okay, um, four and a half. I'm not like yeah. super oh, up on man. it. It's going to get experimented with. It's you're going to see one copy of it in in index, and and it's it's going to enable. I'm going to lose to this deck probably once a week or to this. <laughs> you're card already mad about losing. Yeah. Oh it. yeah, I'm going to lose to this card. <laughs> I'm going to lose to this card being in a deck at least once a week, and I'm going to be very very salty. Um, and it, not because I lost the deck, but because I lost to a deck that's going to have a forty percent win rate, and I just happened to be one of the times that they won with it, and that's going to that's going to make me feel real salty. I love it. All right, moving on. Uh, this card, I think, is actually pretty freaking sweet. Um, five mana, Paladin spell, another spell called Duel. It's an Duel. epic spell, and it says summon a minion from each player's deck. They attack each other. I like the wording on it. The wording's dope. It's just like it summon a minion from each player's deck, period. Very innocuous. They attack each other, period. Let me I just love the way it's worded. Clean, it just kinda, crisp. It feels good. Yeah. Yeah, it feels good. Yep. There are a million ways to abuse this card. Yep. 
catch me on Wednesday and you'll see the best way to abuse this card. I just haven't figured it out yet. Like it's pulling, it's pulling a combo piece out of your deck, yes. right? There's ways to manipulate it. You can choose exactly what it is because it's a minion and we mm -hmm. have a lot of garbage spells in Paladin. Like, I, honestly, why wouldn't you play this card? This I mean, card... I, I'm sorry. Why, why would you play this card? You are, no, I said it right the first time. Damn it, Tim. You know, why wouldn't you play this card if you were playing a mid-range or longer-range deck? Mm -hmm. I okay. like this card because it does what, what we've been missing <clears throat> in the meta for a long time, which is it's a disruptive card. It mm -hmm. pulls their combo pieces out and allows you to deal with them before they can get the combo off, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, so... Extreme scenario, but just hear me out. You know, you've got a um, you've got a poison minion in your deck, and they've got Mal uh, Malagos. Now they no longer have Malagos, right? And mm. their their OTK combo is gone. You know, they've got Shrivala. You pull it out of the deck, their bubble gets popped. Then you trade into it with something else, and it dies before they can baleful it back in their deck. There's all kinds of ways where this dream scenario can work. Um, and there's a couple of cards we're going to see later on that also are disruptive as well. I like the fact that they're adding disruptive cards. I think disruptive cards have been needed to exist. It's one of the reasons why mm -hmm. combo and OTK decks have been running rampant for the last year is because they decided to stop printing disruptive cards and just let people do all the broken stuff that they want to do without you having any way to stop them. So mm -hmm. for that reason alone, even despite the fact that there's going to be ways that, that people are going to break this, are, are going to abuse this card to do oppressive things, people are also going to be able to counter that with the same card when they play it against them. So, and you, It's worth noting, you can run two copies of this card in your yep. deck. Yep. Yep, two copies of this, two copies of the other card that pulls cards out of your deck, and two copies that pulls the spells out of people's deck, too. So there's going to be lots of ways to mess with people's decks, and that's not even counting ways to bounce them back into your hand or make copies if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. And this... What set is Faceless Manipulator from? Classic. So are you telling me that you could duel and then faceless manipulator? One hundred percent. Whatever survives. That seems pretty rude. Can be. <laughs> I don't know. There's just so many, there's so many good possibilities with this card, man. Like, and however, at the end of the day, it's always just going to fill fill a niche slot. You can abuse mm -hmm. it, but it won't be the <clears throat> it won't be the best card Paladin has to abuse. And for oh, that 100%. reason, hundred percent. For that reason, it can't be better than a five. Uh, I I would actually make the argument that this card will be because it does basically the same thing, but just for you will be easier to abuse than this card. This oh. card will be more for disrupting, I think, um, and this is going to be more in like I think it's going to be more in control decks and like even mid range decks that are designed to like the same ones that are going to be playing like Mojo Master Zihi. They're trying to prevent you from doing the, the shenanigans that you want to do. So you run one of these mm -hmm. in there or something like that, along with a, Mo uh, a Mojo Master or something like that. Um, I can see that. I think this card is going to be um, about the same. About the same. I originally had this at a six, but I'm going to dial it back to a five and a half um, because I think I was a little too eager when I was doing these ratings initially. Um in the fact that it was a disruptive card. But I also think yeah. that it not thinking about it now, it's gonna allow you to it's gonna allow the person that plays the duel to do some shenanigans as well. So it might yeah, it could counter them but can also create scenarios. So that eh, changes my rating just a little bit. But I'm I'm about the same as you. Five and a half. Commander Commander Rissa. 
this card has some of the most interesting art that no matter how long I look at it, I just can't seem to figure out where part of her ends and part of her begins. So we're not going to be concerned with which part of her is inside and which part of her is outside. So Commander Rissa is a three mana four three, which is already a good stat line. And it says your secrets trigger twice. Never mind the card's trash next. Yeah, um, I don't have a lot to say on this one. This one basically requires you to draw it and play it and have it live. Okay, so yeah, you play it and you've got what? Noble Sacrifice? Okay, so you, yeah. get, you get one that, that absorbs the hit that's meant to kill her. The other one just becomes a 2-1 on the board, which... Yay. <laughs> and then well, you just kill it with the other thing, right? Or Auto Defense Matrix? Okay, it can only yeah, trigger saying, once. Don't, don't worry, it'll Auto Defense Matrix you twice. Yeah, uh, yeah no, it won't. <laughs> It'll all defense matrix what your one her and one of your uh noble sacrifice minions? I don't even know. I don't even know how that'll work. Look well, how about the, this? What if what if you what if you hit from hidden wisdom because the opponent's gonna play three cards and none of them are gonna kill Commander Rissa? Congratulations, you draw four cards. <laughs> that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work with a lot of crappy cards in your deck to make some very extreme shenanigans work. Um this card right now is blah. The only way this card, I think, is good is that you can find a way to cheat it out of your deck. And I don't mean cheat it out of your deck with this guy or this guy, because that costs mana. I mean cheat it out of your deck in a way that, like, uh, Oaken Summons cheats it out of your deck, right? Where it's doing something proactive and gets this out. And even that still requires you to run this card, which is meh at best, and a bunch of secrets, which are sub-meh. Uh, except for like two of them, so uh, yeah. Yeah, as legendaries go, this is one of the worst I've seen in a long time. This one's pretty bad. This one's right up there with the hunter mech legendary. It's it, it might is, be worse. Whoa, whoa! You're 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 letting your emotions get the best of you here. Nothing has been worse yet than Oblivion. <laughs> so no, Oblivion Oblivion really can actually get you some value with the fucking dragons. Okay. <laughs> just saying fair enough fair enough this one does but that that forces you to run dragons but this one forces you to run secrets but that one but that I would one doesn't force the, you to play dragons i would rather have the the those dragon mechanical dragon seven some of the seven seven dudes in my deck with the, the tools that hunter has to activate them than this even in a secret hunter or even a secret paladin i don't like running this card yeah there's just you can play good cards instead and yeah. like not to have two noble sacrifices. I would much rather just, play the guy that turns my armor in, in my life into armor. He's a three mana three four. It's a and, call. Yeah. yeah, and it gets more value in the long run because you have healing almost in uh, in like ten percent of your cards. But this might be good enough for wild. I don't know wild secret paladin well enough, but probably not. I like I'm sitting here over on this card at like a four. I'm at a two. Oh, are you at a two? Yo, I don't see. I don't think this card sees play right now. She's too pretty to be a two. Yeah, and people are going to try to make her work for about a week and a half, just like the. Okay, let's let's look at a similar card, a comparable card. Was um, what was his name? The Potion Master for the Hunter card. That that card literally gave you free secrets, and nobody played it. Literally gave oh, you Professor Putrescence. Yes, that literally gave you free secrets, and nobody played it. And that was a three mana, wasn't it? Was it was four? a four mana five four. Even still, if a four mana five a four, four is, a, mana is five. a better stat line than this is, and it gave you free stuff, and people didn't play it. So why would this see play? 
I it shouldn't. I can't see this being not right now. This won't see play right now. Moving on. <laughs> You're getting so angry at these paladin cards. I love it. Yeah, you remind me of me with priest. <laughs> well, you know, the paladin is is a, is a, is a, is a class that I want. I've wanted to see to control paladin that wasn't OTK exist for a while, and these cards just aren't doing it. But some of them are good enough and scary enough to where we have to talk about them and consider the fact that paladin is going to be a dominant deck until they address Shrivala, Period. Yep. It's just going to be a dominant deck until we address Shrivala. And so because of that, Paladin made its way into the top third of cards that were decks that we're discussing. Indeed. Uh, speaking of, probably one of the more interesting cards, but also terrifying cards um, for Paladin, is the other Paladin legendary, uh, Nazari, a 10 mana 412 dragon battlecry. Restore, restore both heroes to full health. Nozari, Nosari, when he enables you to get popped in the face by 25 mana, by 25 damage, uh, uh, holy might or whatever that is. But, holy, you know, holy yes. wrath, whatever. So this is another way to keep you alive until you can pull off your Shrivala combo. It's 100% what this is. It's going to be in Shrivala decks. And I'm not happy so, about it. It's a cool card. I like the card. I like the look at it. Doesn't it kind of remind you of Bookworm? Like the, oh, the yeah. dragon? Yeah, but not blue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just golden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see that. Yeah, I like that. And no glasses. <laughs> So it's his cooler older brother who was on the basketball team, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, but for real, if you if you look at this as like trying to put this into a dragon paladin deck, yeah. you're doing it wrong. Just play Ysera because Ysera is a good card and doesn't yeah. cost 10 mana. This doesn't and belong in a paladin deck or dragon deck. You can play a secret next to Ysera. Yep. Which I guess makes it better than Azari because <laughs> apparently paladin secrets are good. I I missed the memo, <laughs> but apparently they're good now. Um, right. <laughs> so the only thing that this can do is enable Shrivala. Yeah. I I'm done with Shrivala enablers. I'm just done. Yeah. I don't reading the cards on like text on cards like this and like, it, like it's this, just incredibly frustrating. Yes, this should enable like Control Paladin, but it doesn't. I agree. But it doesn't because Shrivala exists. Because Shrivala exists, you're not going to play if you're going to if you're going to invest in a deck that wants to go that late into the game. You're going to throw Shrivala in. If you're going to sh- throw Shrivala in, then you got to throw in the cards that make Shrivala even better, because mm-hmm. it's stupid not to. Because then you're mm-hmm. just trying to make a, a suboptimal deck work. People completely stop putting Uther in OTK Paladin. Yep. When you're completely not putting Uther stopped. in decks. Not sad. <laughs> I mean, in OTK decks, you're not putting Uther in an OTK Paladin deck because the Shrivala version is just better. Yep. Yep. Okay, so what do you give this card? Oh, I got to give this an eight, and I hate it. I hate every single fiber of my soul for even telling you I think this is an eight. I gave this card a seven. I gave this card a seven, and and you're too optimistic. Yeah, I, I gave <laughs> I gave it a seven because. Um, Originally, I wanted to give it more because I first saw this. I was like, OTK? Or, I mean, uh, I first saw this. I was like, oh, sweet. It enables Control Paladin, which is what I wanted. And then I remembered that OTK Paladin is just going to take its place. Um, 
so it's not going to see as much play. It's not going to see as much play because um, it, it because OTK Paladin is going to be the dominant deck, and it will make its way into OTK Paladin decks on occasion, um, but it's not needed. It's really not. Um, but it will enable it when it's in there. So it's it's right there on the cusp. If if Shrivala ever gets nerfed or the cards that make Shrivala good ever get adjusted at all, if something happens to to change Shrivala being dominant, this card becomes much higher because it's going to enable um, those control your Paladin decks that are going to run you know the Mysterious Challenger or whatever it's called, and they're going to run you know all of the all of the fun, super expensive and crazy Paladin cards that we love. Um, but until that happens, mm-hmm. this card's just not going to be able to edge its way into into the control scene. So, but I love the way it looks. Oh, it's a beautiful card. One one of my favorites. <clears throat> okay, now we get into an interesting. Um, Do we want to talk about the state oh, yeah. of Paladin? I'm sorry. Yep, 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 yep. State of Paladin. I'm sorry. Yes. So currently, currently Paladin seeing uh, seeing a lot of play. If you look at any tier list, it is the Top number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten decks. Yep. It, it's, it's just, it's powerful when you put Baku in it. It's powerful when you put Gen in it. It's powerful when you don't put either of those two in it. It's powerful when you put the worst possible cards from the class in it. In fact, Secret Paladin, I think, last I checked, was the number one rated deck on HS Replay, mm-hmm. followed yep. by... Odd Paladin, followed yep. by even Paladin. Yep. And you know what number followed five is? Followed by Death Rattle Hunter. And do you know what number five is? I mid range hunter. I don't know. Zoo. Zoo really. Zoo Paladin. Yeah. Zoo Paladin was. Um. I. I don't. Let's I haven't go. checked. In the, I haven't checked in a couple of days. But the Zoo Paladin deck, which EO has um, been endorsing since February. January. January. Whenever you. Uh, whenever you did your. Um, your deck list or your deck guide on that um and that that deck with very few changes is one one of the top five decks from frank five to legend let's go still so you're talking about six of the top seven decks seven of the top 10 decks are all fucking paladin and Don't sorry. worry though; they didn't get any enablers for those those cards. They just got enablers for the freaking oh my god, the oh my god. So we can move on to mage now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so where Paladin is going, I think we talked about this already. That's kind of where Paladin is now. Gen and Baku are getting nerfed. Doesn't matter. You can take them out right now, and there's still going to be what four viable Paladin decks that can be played right now. Even mm-hmm. after taking those cards out and nerfing the class like three times, still. Mm-hmm. Where they're going now, though, is you're gonna you're gonna see some sort of aggro deck because it's Paladin, and they still have enough cards to enable it. Probably gonna be Murloc based, maybe, but definitely gonna be some version of of aggressive Paladin that will exist. Probably Secret actually is the most likely one, and then um, on the other end of it, you're gonna see OTK, and OTK is gonna be one of the top probably five decks for the next couple of weeks or months until they either nerf it or probably until they nerf it because Trevala is going to be really strong I think right now so that's what I think what do you think no, no, I, going. you heard exactly I said everything I meant to say Paladin is way too strong right now Paladin is getting enablers for the most oppressive version of that because when I lose to Odd Paladin or when I lose to I don't know Secret I don't lose to Secret Paladin but if I were to lose to Secret Paladin it wouldn't feel as bad as waiting 74 turns of the enemy healing to just die Fair enough. I I hate it. 
Okay. So on to a better, more honorable class, Mage. Which is an interesting spot right now, <laughs> which we'll talk about as we go on here. You want to grab the first card? Sure. So the first card that we're gonna we're gonna go over is Rayfrost. It reads Twin Spell, freeze a minion. If it's already frozen, deal two damage to it. This is this uh, kind of is reminiscent to Ice Lance, only it says minion on it. How does that change it? How does that change it, As? <clears throat> well, it makes it more utility. Um, it's not gonna see its way in a, any of the aggressive mage decks. Mm -hmm. um, I can't see it making its way into the aggressive mage decks, I should say. Um, it feels like a filler card um, or a control card, but it doesn't make it into what mage wants to be right now, which is um, a tempo slash aggro deck. Because that's what a lot of the cards I'm seeing point to. But this will make it into some sort of control mage, I think. I take that back, actually. There's another card that this could synergize with. There's another card that this could synergize with. But by itself, no. With the synergy that it's going to have with another card we're going to talk about, yes. So, I've I've looked at this card a lot because this is the most interesting card to me. Because we know that one mana freeze a dude is not good. We know right. that one mana deal two damage to a dude is okay. Okay, yeah. So... Because it has twin spell, I think that actually matters, but only because it's mage. If this was anything other than mage, I would just I would throw this card into, card into the blender right. that's in a car of cards. <laughs> I don't know. Right. I'm tired. Leave my leave my dumb brain mouth alone. So <laughs> so we uh, so we slot this into the more aggressive decks. It, it synergizes with things like Luna because when you play the twin spell, it's going to pop up on the right side right side of your hand, mm -hmm. just as it will with Firefly. So if you play Luna, you're going to be able to freeze the board no, up, draw no, a card. No, 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 that's actually not true. This it's not true. No, with Twin Spell, it comes and goes from the same slot. Does it? Yes. Rude. Yes. Okay, never mind. This gets a lot worse then. No synergy with Luna. Uh, how do we make this good as, I this don't know. This has synergy with um, Mana Worm. This has synergy with... No, it doesn't. This has synergy... I'm just talking about cards <laughs> that this interacts yeah, with in a positive way. Um, it has synergy with... Um, um, Magic Toad, what's it called? One of the cards we're going to talk about here in a minute. That's the one where I think that this card gets interesting. And it also has synergy with Antonitis. Those are the those are the situations where I think this card actually gets more interesting. So I, man, I was and mana cyclone. Up. And mana cyclone, yes. Mana cyclone as well. I was I was just pulling up the the shell of my beast mage deck mm -hmm. uh, that I'm that I made for the expansion that's running a two of frostbolt, so it's running it in tandem with vexcrow. Mm -hmm. So uh, with vexcrow, with vexcrow, cadgar, uh, ray of frost, conjurer's calling. Here's where it gets interesting. It runs the henchclan hogsteed that we haven't talked about, but it's a Two mana, two one beast with rush that leaves yep. a murloc behind. Yep. And hungry crab to eat the murloc to that eat the hogs the murloc and gain it and gain a uh, plus two plus two. Also because murlocs are just going to be prevalent in the meta. Yep. Also because it's a one two worst case scenario and all the one threes are gone. And it's a beast. And it's a beast that synergizes with the untamed beastmaster. Correct. So it, it's got a lot of. Like the hungry crab, six synergies. Yeah. 
kind of looking sick in this deck, oh, honestly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's a two-mana two-three. One mana. I'm it's sorry, one mana. mana. One, yeah, one, yeah, one mana one-two, excuse me. But it becomes a... Brief, one mana uh, two-three, yeah, yeah. It's crazy good. Uh, just like in this specific deck, in this specific meta, and it's a very aggro, uh, tempo-oriented deck, I would say, more mm-hmm. than aggro. And uh, Ray of Frost is one of the enablers. It's got all the... It's got all the Summon minions, and I think that this card can fill uh, fill a role like that because it's able to cast multiple times. It's able to, meaning it can freeze multiple things or it can kill some kill something, and mm-hmm. that's well. We know freezing. A, we know freezing things for cheap is powerful. We've seen that with um, Glacial Shard. Sure, you know, and it can work in aggro. It's just um, you. It has to be in. It can't just be thrown in there. It has to be in there with a purpose, especially considering the fact that Mage has a lot of powerful spells that. Um, can take its place if it doesn't have a purpose being in there. And the deck mm-hmm. you're describing, that actually makes the card, the card sound a lot more exciting than my first pass on it. Because I was originally yeah. not very high on this outside of decks that use things like Mana Worm or um, whatever the Toad is uh, or Mana Cyclone. Yeah. So... Like with that, with that in mind, I think if it can fit into that sort of deck, it might could fit into other sorts of mid-range decks or more refined lists because it feels good with what Blizzard's trying to push. Mm-hmm. And since Mage doesn't have a clear spot right now, because let's be honest, Big Spell Mage isn't good. It's only good because people don't know how to play against it. And because right. Jane is a freaking infinite value card that never should have existed in the first <laughs> place that takes you from literally having done nothing in the entire freaking game, except for on turn four, you point out a Dragon's Fury, into turn five playing Dragon's Fury, into turn six playing Blizzard, into turn seven playing Flamestrike, and turn eight playing Flamestrike, and then dropping Jane and just winning the game. Right. Or even better, just doing none of that, and then I'm turn nine playing Jaina and just winning the game because right. that card is freaking dumb. Right. Uh, so big spell mage is bad because it has no win condition. Right. There's no. This is uh, excuse me. What I'm trying to say is going the direction Blizzard is trying to push us is the it's the only direction we can go at the moment. So I think that you're going to see APX Voids uh, playing this playing this card a lot because it interests me a lot. And APX Void, if you guys don't know him, he is the mage guy. He's the best so, mage player in the world. Yep. He is a, yeah, exactly. He is the mage guy. So I'm going to wait and see what he has to say about it right now. I'm, I'm going to give it, I'm going to, I have to throw a six at it myself. Like I see a lot of possibilities, but I could also see where it's just a flop and it's just another, what, insert name of bad low cost mage spell here. Originally, um, I was lower on it, but having talked to you about it, I'm going to go a little higher. Originally, I had this at a four. I'm going to put it mm-hmm. in a five. I'm going to put it at a five. You've convinced me enough to actually adjust adjust it because I think it's going to see a little more play than I thought it would. Um, I thought it would that the um, the mage decks were going to be too tight to fit this in, but I think you've convinced me enough to see, especially going through the deck list you just talked about. I, I can see it, so I'm going to go with a five on this one. Um, next, we have kind of an interesting card: uh, one mana mage spell, rare mage spell, magic trick which reads, discover a spell that costs three or less. To me, this is another card. This is a card that in any kind of tempo or aggro mage, I originally thought would push um, uh, Ray of Frost out because they have the same cost because it synergizes better with things like Antonitis, um, uh, Mana Worm, and um, whatever that Toad's name is. Um, because it just allows you to get spells which trigger all of those things to get better. 
um, and you're getting cheap spells, which is what you want to trigger more of those things to happen. Um, and things like Cinderstorm and Magic Missiles are cheap damage spells or, or um, Frostbolt or whatever are cheap damage spells. Um, so I actually was, was a, a higher on this card than the other one for those reasons. What are your thoughts? So it's bad. Like, you're discovering a spell that costs three or less and you're paying one mana to do it. You don't get a discount. Mm-hmm. If Primordial Glyph said discover a spell that costs three or less, it costs two less to play, Primordial Glyph would be bad. A Primordial Glyph is good because it can discover situational powerful spells. Sometimes when you're playing a Tempo Mage deck, you need a Pyroblast to finish them off. That always feels good. Sometimes mm-hmm. you need a Meteor because you know they're going to play a Lich King on eight. So on turn six, when you have the two extra mana, you go ahead and you grab your Meteor from the Primordial Glyph. But it's mm-hmm. really... It loses that flexibility. Mm-hmm. For that reason, I, I, I really don't like it. it, it it'll probably see some play. It'll probably see play alongside Vexcrow because, you know, you could play this and the spell you discover and Vexcrow all in the same turn. Uh, but you're doing too much for two two-mana minions and a four-mana 3-3 three, three, if that's your plan. Mm-hmm. You know, this... Honestly, for this, to be, for this to be a playable card, it can never be good. Like, it will, it will never be good, but sure. it could be playable. And I don't know, man. Like, there are very few three mana spells or less, right? Like, that's what? It's you've the got, secrets. You've got secrets, and you've got a handful of other spells, most of which are not good. Yeah, true. And I think that's the worst part about it. It's not the, the even the mana cost. It's the fact that you're playing this and you're hoping for either a good secret or... Um, Frostbolt. Some, or, yeah, or something like Frostbolt or Cinder... Uh, exactly. Cinderstorm. Yeah. And if you don't get it, you're getting, you know, mirror image or you're getting, you know, a, a secret you don't want. Um, but like I said, to me, I envision this card being used in cards that want to get as many spells out as cheaply as possible. And they care less about the spells that they're getting and more about the activations for the other things. Um, and because of that, people are going to jam it. I think people are going to jam it into spells with with Mana Worm and with the Magic Toad and with Antonitis just for the value. Does that make it good? No. But does it mean I think it's going to see uh, a little more play than it should? Yes. Um, anything else you want to say about this card? Uh, I'm just I'm going to put this guy at a two and let you have the floor with it. I I have it at a three and a half. I think it's it's going to see it's going to be right on the edge of, of seeing play and it's going to be bouncing in and out of decks, uh, but not very consistently. You'll see it in tempo mage. I think like a quarter of the time, just enough to make people to make you go, man, they play this. That's bad. And then they're going to get like four triggers off of it, and you're going to be like, because they're going to magic trick into magic trick into magic trick, and you're going to can hate your life. Mm-hmm. So, but outside Especially, of that, outside of that scenario, you're going to be like, they're playing magic trick. Thanks, I just won the game. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, next we have. Next we have Messenger Raven. Messenger Raven is a three mana three two beast that reads Battle Cry. Discover a mage minion. This card is actually one of the things that gave me inspiration for this Beast Mage that I was just talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. And then as I went through and I began building the deck, I realized how bad this card actually is because in the deck that in the deck that this card inspired, it didn't fit. Right. So Ironically. that puts it at the same level as Oblivitron, which makes it a, you know, bad card. That three mana three two price tag is steep. 
you have to have a pretty good and it's interesting because if it was a like a two mana two two or a three or a four mana like I don't know three three it would be okay but a three mana three two it's awkward. it would be okay for the discover mechanic not great it would be okay I would much rather pay that than this at this mana cost Fair. is what I'm saying right yeah no you're not wrong uh, that that's what I'm saying it's just an awkward spot where it just feels so much worse like I don't like paying two mana for a two two and I don't like paying four mana for a three three but paying three mana for a three two feels so bad even with something as powerful as discover which i love and even something as specific as discover a mage minion because there's some mage minions that are pretty bonkers good that you would love to get an extra copy of like just another messenger raven or an antonitis or um the one thing that gets more powerful with secrets i can't remember what it's called um dalaran crystal runner whatever it is i don't know the one that gets plus two plus two every time um at the end of every turn when there's a secret in play yeah Um, there are some there are some interesting mage cards that you can get, but it doesn't fit in a beast mage. This is like almost in like a mid range or a value tempo y kind of thing, and even that doesn't with that stat line doesn't make sense. The best case scenario I can think of from this card is when you get it for free from another discover mechanic. Yes, that I agree with. Then you're getting like value out of it, and you go, okay, well I don't like it, but it was free, and it's going to give me another free thing, and the, the value kind of makes it worth it. But putting it it's in the deck. Putting it in a deck is going to be very hard to get it to work. And it's not that discovering it is going to be good. It's you're discovering this one because literally every other one was uh, had anti-synergy with your deck. This is this is not one you're trying to discover, even if it is for free. You're trying to discover, I don't know, um, give me a bad mage minion, that one, you know? It's just... <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it's just it's not good. It's yeah. not good. Three out of ten. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a four out of ten because people are going to fall in love with the card and they're going to try to make it work and it's going to see a lot of play. Um, people are going to do like really bad things by like taking out cards that actually work, like Sorcerer's Apprentice, and putting this in and go, oh, it's only one mana more. It's close enough. So it's going to see. <laughs> it's yeah, it's going to see play. Um, more than it should outside of like randomly discovering it. Um, so that's why I'm going to give it a four. That, that doesn't mean I think it is a four. I just think it's going to get that enough play to where I, 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 I have to rank it a little higher. So I like it for arena. That's my last note. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty dope in arena. Yeah. Oh, power of creation. Azrael, you want to take this? I know you have a lot to say about power of creation. I know it. Sure do. Um, power of creation is an eight mana epic mage spell that reads discover a six cost minion summon two copies of it this is a card that i think is it's a trap card yep i think it's a trap card i want so badly to see this card and go ooh but okay what's the average what's the average six cost minion stat line I would call it a six six or a six seven. Yep. If you want to be generous, call it a six seven. Yeah, yeah, but so we'll call it a six six because that's probably closer to average, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not until like seven and eight mana cards where most of them start to get like that higher butt end, right? Like they're usually Fair. right about even up till about through six. There's a couple in there like ogre, but that's a vanilla card, right? Um, so most of them. So you. So basically, you're getting twelve 
mana worth of stats on a discovered minion. The upside is you could discover something from another class that's really powerful, but mostly you're getting 12 minion, twelve mana worth of stats. Seems like it's pretty good, but it's a random card. I'd much rather have a consistent card um, that has slightly less pizzazz of this card, but it's going to give me something more consistent that I want in this slot. Um, you know, to use current analogies, like, would you rather have this card in the current meta or uh, Cindergosa or or um, or um, uh, Lich King in your, in your deck right now? To give people a context of uh, something that they can relate to, right? Mm-hmm. I would rather have Cindergosa or Lich King because they're going to be more consistent for the same price. So when I, when I look at, when I look at this card, I was, I was initially thinking about how bad it was because I, when I see eight mana, when I see anything over six mana, you better be doing the world for me. You better be doing the world for me. Cause I don't want to play one card in a turn. Yep. Well, you play so, two cards in this one. <laughs> Go on. It's bad. Like I want it to be good. So the only there's going to be times where it's good, though. There's going to be times where people play sure. this and they're going to get something super good value out of it, and they'll be like, "See, this card works." But the vast majority of the time, it's it's bad. Yeah, I agree. I I, I want it to be good. And when you when you look at summon mage or token mage, it's still not even good there. Let's, like because even with Cadgar, can you play with Cadgar in the same turn? Then you get for ten mana four six cost minions which then get you know deathwing doomsayer or not doomsayer uh twisting nether you know just like they're mass hysteria there are a whole lot of ways to deal with this and i'm not saying it's bad because it gets dealt with i'm saying it's bad because it gets dealt with with cards that cost a lot less than it and it's bad because when it combos it's best case scenario when all of its combos go off and the world just the stars align (laughs) it's still is fucking bad. Yeah. So I, I mean, I can't, I can't put more than three on this. I can see where if you play Collect Ghosts and then you drop a Power Creation, and you have some. Fa- but there's always going to be some fantastical thing you can do with a, uh, with a card that reads, "Do some powerful stuff," but I cost way too much. Yeah. I mean, it's it just this isn't. There's no way to make this consistent enough to be a, an abusable, powerful <clears throat> card. And the only way this is ever good is if it's abusable. And if this card ever becomes abusable, then Mage becomes oppressive. Yep. Yep, and this is going to be a rare scenario where where I talk about my rating on this card. And normally, you know, these cards that are like bad but are going to get a lot of play or a lot of experimentation, I tend to rate a little bit higher. Not in this case. In this one, I'm, I'm, I I originally had this at a two. I'm leaving it at a two. It's going to see it will see experimentation, but it's going to be a lot less. And because it's so expensive, even people that are not good at building decks are going to look at this card and they're going to go, "It just I can't make it work." And it doesn't if do anything. If, if you're trying to make it work, it's it's going to skew your deck so badly that you'll play it once or twice and you'll be like, nope, I got to put, name a random eight drop in there. I mean, any eight drop in there. Better than that, a random six drop. Yeah. Put Gangramane in the deck and with odd cards in there. Yeah, there you go. You know, like yeah. put Pit Fighter in there. Because it'll be consistent. That consistency and that predictability is important. You know, well, the and, thing is, you're not going to be able to swing with these minions until turn nine. Yeah. If you play, if you play again on turn six, then you get to swing for it for three times before you'd be able to swing twice with power creation. Exactly. It's just, it's just so much. Yeah. You so, have it at a two, my friend. I've got it at a four. Yeah. Like, we can pass up this power of creation. Yeah. Powerless. Yeah. This is something that 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 
could be better later if they have some sort of cheat mechanics or something, but or some other thing that rewards you for playing expensive cards, like um, you know they bring back some version of Spiteful or something similar. But as it is right now, it's like a Glacial Mysteries or whatever. It's another eight mana card that's not going to see play. That you don't know why it even exists. <laughs> it's it's a reverse filler card. It's a card that's that's way <laughs> too expensive for what it does. But they don't want to keep printing all of the bad filler cards as one and two mana cards, right? So they make these super expensive cards that are costed in terrible ways, so they'll never see play. Moving it's on. It's a low key way to nerf Tome of Intellect. There you go. <laughs> so Mana Cyclone is the next card we're going to cover. It's a two mana elemental mage minion that has two attack and two health. It reads Battle Cry. For each spell you've cast this turn, add a random mage spell to your hand. This is a pretty interesting card when you pair it when you pair it with uh, what Azrael was alluding to, which is or alluded to earlier, which is the Tempo Mage archetype, which both he and I agree is going to make a pretty quick comeback. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's talking about how Zoo and Hunter are going to be the dominant decks. I'm sitting, I'm over here looking at Tempo Mage. Yes, I'm going to so, be playing a lot of Tempo Mage. Tell me how this card fits into Tempo Mage. Well, I'll say this. Um, the thing that I look at this card and I go, okay, well, what do I need to get out of this card for uh, to justify putting it in the deck? Mm-hmm. Two spells, probably. Yep, exactly, that's, exactly. That, two that, spells. That's what I look at. If I'm so, so if I'm playing, if I'm looking for two spells, I'm playing this likely on turn four because I'm going to play with two magic missiles, or I'm playing it on turn five because I'm going to play with the magic missiles and a frost bolt or something similar to that. Um, anything more than that? You're not going to have enough cards in your hand because you're going to be playing them too fast. So it's you're not going to get or or you're waiting too long to play it and you're losing the value of having it. Um, other than that, its stat line is okay, but you're playing it more for its battle cry effect and just to have a body on the board than anything else. Um, but I think it's a really powerful card overall. If you get one spell out of this, you're okay. If you get two spells out of this, you're ahead. Anything more than that's unrealistic. I like any card that replaces itself in a tempo-oriented yes. deck. This yeah. card replaces itself twice. Uh, for, twice, theoretically, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it absolutely. incentivizes you to be more aggressive with your cards because a lot of times playing a deck like that, you do have to be careful because you're like, yeah, I want to do this, but they got a couple of minions on the board, and if uh, if some of them if the damage gets split too much, then I'm either a not killing their minions or b not doing enough damage to their face. But now you're incentivized to do it because you're just going to get them back. So it allows that it. It fills an important hole other than just replacing itself, which is, you know, car generation and, and, and sustainability. Other than that, it fills another important hole, which is it allows them to not have to be as scared about doing the things that they want to do, which is a huge boon. I mean, think about it. That that adds, you know, 25 or 50 percent damage to, the, to, the, to, to a round of play because they're just going to be able to do something that otherwise they're going I should probably use some minions to kill some stuff then play these cards which is anti-tempo right so so yeah no this this card this card's good it needs to be used correctly yeah. I think this card I think this card is an easy six and a half I'd be surprised if you were more than a point off in either direction seven yep and I wanted to go higher but I had to temp- temper my my myself because I was getting excited about it but seven seven when I saw this card and I was doing my list I was like 
seven, like in dark writing. <laughs> so yeah, this is a really, really cool card. And um, especially even with, even with some of the cards that I'm kind of met on like Ray of Frost and magic trick. I mean, this card makes those cards viable, right? Or at least considerable, considerable. Yeah. Usable. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, this card, this Ooh. card is kind of bonkers. <laughs> I love this card. Go for it. Yo, Kieran Tor Tricaster. Yo, Kieran Tor Tricaster is a four mana three three that reads spell damage plus three. Your spells cost one more to play. But don't forget, to, don't worry about the last clause. It says spell damage plus three on it. So, right? I'm super excited for it. Even if your spells do cost one more, let's compare this to the. Anomaly. The Arcane Anomaly is a three mana four three minion that was that was from oh, Angoro. Yes, I think Angoro. I'm going to say Angoro, and if I'm wrong, don't I tell think, me. I think it is Angoro. Uh, so it's a three. That one was a four, four mana, mana four three. That, yes. Yep. Four mana four three that said spell damage plus two. Mm -hmm. So this gives me an additional spell damage, but my spells cost one more. So let's compare if we had two Arcane missiles. I think this is a fair, this is a, a fair thing to say. That was the example I was going to use. Go for it. Let's go. So the so with the arcane anomaly, we now have the arcane missiles which are normally three go to five. So we have two with five, which is ten, which is crazy good for six mana, right? And so for eight mana with the arcane trickster, you now get three, six, twelve. So for two mana, you're now doing twelve random damage for three cards. I think that just sounds absolutely insane. This is a perfect replacement for it, and if you pair this with Spell Zerker in the same deck, Blood Mage Thalnos, Kirin Tor Tricaster, you now have, oh, and Amani Berserker, you now have the shell for a minion-based Tempo Mage deck. It might even be able to be flipped over into an aggressive mage version rather than a Tempo Mage version if we can find some, some way to maintain the early board state. Um, or some earlier way to provide uh, provide that massive final turn burst. Because <laughs> with any tempo mage deck, there's a point at which you need to completely give up on the board and just say, hey, I can't do it. All the rest of my cards need to hit them in the dome piece. And we need to pray. So Exactly. Now, um, also, uh, the anomaly is Boomsday. Uh, Call Me Manu just pointed that out. Ooh. So it's not rotating. Um, I'll play them both. There you go. He raised an interesting question that I'd like to address, and then you, if you want to pipe in on it too, um, um, I'd love to hear your take on it as well. But he says, wouldn't you rather do the, the plus two spell damage without the extra cost? I understand where you're coming from, but think about it like this. Early in the game, sure. But if you're playing like on turn six, what do you care more about? Do you want to have as much value as possible, or do you want to use all that mana? Probably, chances are, you don't have many cards in your hand at that mm -hmm. point. So, you know, you play this on turn four, right? And um, you're protecting it maybe with your secrets because maybe you're running the secret package or you just have the board because you're nuking the crap out of everything so you can protect it with the other minions. Then on turn five and six, yeah, you're paying more mana, but you only have two or three cards in your hand at this point. So how many times are you playing Tempo Mage on five or six and you've got two or three cards? You play all of them, you've got two or three mana you've just wasted. So it's situational, but generally speaking... Again, using the magic missile analogy, you know, if you play one magic missile, now normally costs one mana, now costs two, and you literally get double it for free, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
that's the equation they have to run. This is something that we were talking about earlier in the, in the podcast about how cards like this are rewarding you for making good decisions, right? And this is an example of, okay, do I play this to get the plus three or do I play the anomaly instead to get the plus two? And knowing when to do those and, and how to do that um, is a decision that you're going to get rewarded for. Is one better than the other one? The answer is it depends, it depends on the situation, and especially like X said, if you're running both, now you've got a choice, and the good decision making is going to get rewarded. And that's one of the things that he and I both like about this set is that they're going to re- that they're rewarding more good decision making and, and 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 strategic thinking, and not just oh, I drew the cards I needed, I win. X, you want anything to add or or, or to comment on that? You, por qué no los dos? That's it. Why not both? There you go. Um, rating. Oh, this card. This card is really good. This card is. If anybody's sleeping on this card, they need to wake the hell up. This is a seven and a half. This card's nuts. Yeah, in specifically, um, uh, tempo or aggro mage. This is an eight. Easy, easy. Um, but it's also gonna. It's gonna find. This could find a place as a one of in a lot of decks. I mean, think about the synergy that it has with um, shooting star. Oh yeah, I mean, Shooting Star alone makes this viable in mid-range decks, you know, or or control decks if you wanted to. I mean, c- couple this with with um, um, Blizzard. Uh, uh, yes, Blizzard. That's a, that's the card I was thinking. Of. That you can't Blizzard, do that because that's seven. No, we're tired. Oh, it would be seven. It would be seven. Yeah, but it doesn't. Have to be in the, it doesn't have to be in the same turn though, right? You know, Blast Wave. Yes, Blast Wave is another good example. The point is, is there's a lot of ways that this this car this makes sense, but it's ninety percent of the time going to be used in in um in tempo and aggro decks and it's going to be very very good in those you're going to hate it i promise yep you're going to you're going to love it if you're playing it you're going to hate it if you're playing against it dart frog magic dart frog this is the card that i was trying to say before this card is i think real good real real good uh dart magic dart frog is a two mana one three beast uh, that reads, after you cast a spell, deal one damage to a random enemy minion. This is a half of a um, Flame Waker. And if you guys remember the Flame Wakers, that was a th- three mana or four mana. Two three mana, two, four? Yeah, something like that. Um, that whenever you cast a spell would deal two damage to uh, a random target. That card was bonkers that card was so good this is a slightly toned down version of it but it's still really good with all in my opinion with all of the twin spells and discovers and random card spell generation um this card can go off we saw it in the um in the final reveal trailer this card went nuts and was just doing damage like crazy and if you get this card out or find ways to get copies of it, or you could protect it. Like, how many? How much damage does this have to get out for free for this to be a a, a super powerful effect? For for this to be playable, it needs to deal three damage. For it to be good, I think it needs to deal five. Okay. I would argue that with with the twin spells that are available and the free. And all the discover mechanics that are available, like you know, you um, you could easily, and the fact that you're gonna have coin half the time on top of it, you're easily gonna hit that three threshold. I think. I think the average expected, just like with um, 
with uh, Mana Worm, it was not hard to get plus three attack on, on that. Think of that like this. It's the same thing with this. And the nice thing about it is that unlike with Mana Worm where you have to attack with it, this um, this stays alive. And if you're coupling this with Mana Worm and Dark Frog, that could be a bonkers combination if you have the card draw in your deck for it. I think that this card... I think this card is just barely not good enough, honestly. Like mm-hmm. it, it, could, it has it has a huge upside. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Like its maximum potential is one of the highest that we've rated out of the mage cards, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Um, but I think on average, you're right. It's going to hit that three threshold where I called it played. I think that on average, it does hit that threshold. But I don't want a one three in my tempo mage deck. Fair enough. I mean, I, I could put this, I could see slotting this into the Beast Mage deck that I was talking about. Like, that, it would, it's close, I, it, I almost put it in there. Like, it's close. It's on that borderline for me. And again, this is my opinion. I'm not, I am no way saying you're wrong because sure. I see the potential power in this card. And it, it is scary. It's like, like, Mana Worm is, is scary. Like, you looked at Mana Worm as a card and you're like, hey, this is a potentially impressive card. Then four years later, they, uh, Blizzard decided to agree with you. I don't know why they waited four <laughs> years, but, uh, so, that's what that's what this is. Yeah, but I don't. But because it's pre, it comes pre-nerfed, I'm not really worried about it. It's like the fact that you have to play three spells and it costs two mana on top of that. I get a little hesitant. I would say I get a little hesitant with the card. But personally, for me, I see a lot of upside. But at the moment, because I'm apparently blind as a bat, I got to give it a four and a half and no better. That's fair. Um, I wasn't going to rate it much higher. I have it at a six. Um, mm-hmm. I have it a six only because, or not only because, m- mainly because um, people are going to see this card and they're going to go, it's free damage. They're going to throw it into their, their tempo decks. They're going to throw it into their um, their APX uh, ripoff beast decks and because it's going to have that added synergy in there. It's going to see a lot of play. It's going to be obnoxious. Um, I still see Mana Worm in, in, in tempo decks. This deck's gonna, this card's gonna make its way into decks a lot, um, especially early on in the in the year of the dragon. Maybe next for maybe next expansion it gets bumped out, or maybe it gets help and it's more ubiquitous. But I think because of how much it's gonna get played with um, at the mediocre and um, you know um, like rank five plateau, um, and people are just gonna mess around with it. I think it's gonna see a lot of I think it's gonna see a lot of play. So I'm a little higher on it though. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Like I said, you're. It might. It might even be better than that. I think this has the potential. I think oh, sure. this has the potential to be, oh, oh, thirteen years old. I think this has the potential to be a very, very powerful card. If if I am underselling, yep. If I'm underselling Ray of Frost and Magic Trick, if we are underselling Ray of Frost and Magic Trick, um, because of the value you can get from Twin Spell or like the Magic Trick into a Twin Spell or into a Magic Trick or into a Magic Trick into a Magic Trick, if those things happen frequently. And you get able to get off a lot of ticks on this magic dark frog. It it could be bonkers. There's a reason yeah. why it's there's a reason why it's two mana. You know, there's a re- instead of one mana. There's a reason why it's a two mana one three and not a three mana two four or something like that. You know, uh, they they tested this card because they, there's a fine line between making this card good and making this card oppressive. And you know, they will always err on the side of bad. Hopefully, hopefully we hope. Hopefully never mind. We don't know that- shit. Hopefully they've learned that lesson by now. Uh, Ixar, I hope you're watching. So the next card is Conjurer's Calling. It's a three mana. It's a three mana. 
<laughs> the next card is Conjurer's Calling. It's a three-mana twin spell that reads, destroy a minion, summon two minions of the same cost to replace it. What's interesting about this card is you don't just target your own minions with it. You could also target your opponent's minions. So if your opponent is playing a really, really good of X class or he or of X cost card, or if he buffed up a X card, you know, you're able to deal with it. Now, obviously, that's not the ideal scenario, although this does screw up Priest's res pool. Thank, thank God. you. That was the thing I was going to point out. Oh, yeah. You think I was going to miss out on it? <laughs> oh, I didn't think so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hell yeah. This screws up Mage's re uh, uh, Priest's res pool. But you're primarily going to want to use it on your own on your own garbage because you're playing Mage, so if you're playing minions, they're all garbage. Mm -hmm. uh, I, it's just facts, dude. No, I hear but, you. So, so, yeah, go for it. So, yeah. So the, the thing I like about this card, to, just to play off what you were saying, was you can use it both ways. You can use it as an emergency removal, or if you're playing against a priest, you can go, well, I can screw up his, his res pool. Um, but you can always remove it as use it as emergency removal to get through a pesky taunt um, mm -hmm. or to deal with some persistent card that's, you know, healing them up or, you know, say rezzing their cards because they're priest and it rezzes one of their cards every turn, whatever the case is. Yeah, um, the nice thing is, is that it doesn't punish you for putting a removal card in your tempo deck, mm -hmm. right? Because as powerful of a card as sheep is, it is anti-tempo. Right, it's cheap. Is so bad. Yeah, like in tempo it's, decks, it's, so it's bad. a powerful card, but not in a tempo deck. This is a mm -hmm. card that allows you to do emergency removal, but can also be played in your tempo deck. So if you're yeah. playing, so if you're playing um, another tempo or aggro deck, you can just duplicate your own guys and get more dudes on the board. But if you're playing, you know, a mid range or a control deck that has things that you need to deal with. You can do that too. Yeah, you're giving them two minions, but you don't care. You just want that threat out of the way so you can get back to their face. That reminds me of another card, since you were speaking of Flame Waker, that was historically slotted into Tempo Mage type decks. Yes. Polymorph War. Ooh. How does it compare? Well, it kind of serves the same purpose in the fact that Polymorph Boar was often used on your own guys as a way to deal damage to their face. Um, it's a slightly, it's a power creeps down version of it in one respect because it doesn't have that pesky charge on it, but it's kind of better because you can get more value out of it when you use it on your own guys. So I actually, I like it more, even though it's less, um, proactive. Um, but I love it because of the fact that it, um, it does what we've talked about before. The fact that it has a reward for making good decisions um and, and better yet a punishment for making bad ones correct and that and that, and it's also a twin spell so it has a lot more value so you can use it twice you don't have to put two copies of of, of sheep in there to deal with their pesky whatever so you just put one of these in there and that gives you two removals um or four minions and if you couple this with other things like cadgar you can you get, can get them four minions. Oh. Or, yeah. <laughs> or yourself, you know, whatever. So. Oh, wait, yeah. Uh. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, so, yeah, you, I think, I think I've, I think everything I really wanted to talk about this, about this card was, was covered, you know, with the, uh, with the versatility and then, 
and get to polymorph four because it really does it really does serve that function for tempo mage when we look at it in a more mid-range version where i think it'll end up finding its fit because i think yeah. this card is good enough to find a fit and mid-range is where it seems where it seems like it would naturally slot itself into being able to swing with swing with your three three four four five five minions into there you know and make these value trades crush one of your own minions now you have two five fives because on average a five mana card is a five five and you're living your life and you're happy because right. you're trading with the aggro deck and you're beating it and you're a mid-range deck and that should never happen so i'm, I'm serious this card this yeah. card enables mid-range mid-range mage decks to beat aggro decks so yep. I, that makes it extremely powerful yep i and, agree and for that reason, man, like this is a, this is another really strong mage card. This is a seven, dude. I that's exactly where I have it. This is another seven. This one's reasons why mage is 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 where it is in our discussion because it's getting some really interesting cards that are enabling some super powerful um, decks for them. And I I literally have this card as, as a seven, and I almost went higher. I almost went mm -hmm. higher with this, but there's enough of a downside um, that where it's one of the things we have to look at it like, okay, in APX Void's hands, this is a nine, right? In the, okay. a, you know, in the average player's hands, this is a six and a half. And in the people in between, it's a seven, seven and a half. And that's kind of where I came up to my number because this is a very, like we were talking about, a card that rewards good decisions, but harshly punishes bad decisions, mm -hmm. which is why. Um, it's a skill-based card, which I absolutely love about it. So, and what's cool great about it is it's a skill-based card, rewards good decisions, punishes bad decisions, while having the word random on it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Having the word random on it. Why can't they do that for Shaman? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Oh yeah. So um yeah, so like I said, in the right hands this is this is a nine and in, in the average player's hands it's somewhere between a you know six and a half and a seven and a half. So all right. Almost you done were with just alluding to this card. Yeah, so we just kind of talked about about the synergy with this card and with the last card, but it, it's uh the first of the two epics for Mage is Cadgar which is a two-mana, two-two minion that reads, your cards that summon minions summon twice as many. So this, this works, hurts us. Yeah, this works for anything. This works for anything that 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 um, that summons, right? So in theory, if you had, you know, um, if you had somehow stolen, you know, summon cards, it would work for that from another class, like, you know, frogs. If you sold random frogs, right, this would work, summon twice as many frogs. Or Hyreek, the bat. But yeah, God damn it <laughs> um just trying to work him in every conversation um the synergy the synergy with this card i mean like it's it's gonna be a must kill it's gonna be easy to kill so you're gonna play this on a turn where you're gonna get two or three firings off of something right um and then and then it's gonna go away and you're gonna you would feel bad except for the fact that you just filled the board up with you know good minions for fairly cheap um i think this card is an excellent card. Like it doesn't matter if it's a two two or a two three. By the time you, you want to play this card for the, for the quick synergy, it's going to die immediately anyway. If it had the extra health or not is irrelevant, honestly. Um, so I think it's fine for its stat line because you don't care about the stats. You care about playing this on turn eight nine ten, and then playing. You know, the only th uh, the only the only way that power of creation works is if you play with Cadgar, and but yeah. that but that involves playing power of creation in your deck and holding on to Cadgar until you have the other one, which is very unlikely to be a viable decision. I'd much rather play Cadgar and then fire it off with with Conjurer's Calling on my own dude. Um, I'm gonna be that's I'm gonna, gonna be, be a better play. 
I'm going to be a translator for Azrael real quick. He said it's going to be very, very difficult. What he meant for those of you who aren't used to dealing with Azrael is bad. He meant very, very bad. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so that's how we feel about power creation. Yep. But I, I like Kagar. I like Kagar. I think he's a cool card, cool design. I think he's going to be just an averagely fine legendary that people are going to want to try to slot into things. I want to try to slot him into things. I have him in the Beast Mage deck I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. And he works really well with Vexcrow, actually. Um, mm-hmm. Vexcrow is is a minion. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it what it does real quick. Yep. Uh, cause it's a bad card that nobody plays, so not everyone knows it. It's a four mana three three, and whenever you cast a spell, summon a, a random two cost minion. And now my first thought, my first thought of Cadgar was of oh, that Vexcrow because I love I love Vexcrow. I took uh, a tempo crow mage on EU from rank twenty five to rank five in like a day and a half. Right. And it, it was bad because nobody was playing tempo mage and Vexcrow was bad. Anyway, I had a lot of fun with it. So, because it's the first thing I thought of, I ended up talking to one of my buddies about it because he also likes himself some tem- tempo mage. His name is Zeno Santa. He hangs around uh, the EO stream, the EO community, really often, and uh, he mentioned something to me that I didn't realize at first. Vexcrow can summon Doomsayer, and if you Cadgar Vexcrow, you can then get another Cadgar off of it or you can get another doomsayer off it because both of those cost two and so it's a really interesting really interesting risk you're taking by using cadgar with vexcrow mm-hmm. and it's like would you rather put cadgar in the deck or try to get cadgar from vexcrow naturally like it's it's a really it's a really tough call i think there's so much so much complexity to cadgar it you can't we can't as much as we're as much as we there's just no way to predict how good this card will be until it's played. Like mm-hmm. this is one of those cards that just absolutely has to be tested, or we just don't know anything. So I, I mean, for that reason, I, I have to put it at a six. Like I want it to be more, I want it to be good, but like it's it just falls short for the reasons Azrael's mentioned. It's a little too understated. There's a there's just barely not enough support. Like the unexpected results would be cool, but then you're either using a coin or six. And it's just there's just there's so many what ifs. I don't feel comfortable putting it higher than six. Yeah, it doesn't fit into the 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 deck that's going to be the most prevalent, which is going to be a tempo deck. Mm. Right? This is a mid range or a control deck. Uh, not, not even a control deck. It doesn't make sense. In that. This is a mid range deck, and you know this is a deck that's going to want to play it with with um, with what, what what's the card that we don't like? Um, um, uh, the totally cool. power of creation power of creation yeah they're going to play with power of creation or that other card that summons minions based on your spell power like and those, results. yeah those are just too slow like it's too slow <laughs> to wait till turn 10 to 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 hold on to power to cadgar or either one of those in in your aggressive or your mid-range deck you don't want to hold cards that long in those decks right for mm-hmm. this big payoff which if you have, aren't winning if if you're playing those on turn 10 in your mid-range or your your in your tempo or your aggro or your mid-range um whatever they might be it's probably a win more right you've probably already won or you're probably already losing right um and you don't want to hold on to any cards that long so like it doesn't really fit into those um and it's i think it's going to be too hard to, to get off or to get Value the, the the deck I see this working in is something that uses a lot of removal to hold the board and is like some sort of like mid range version of big spell 
mage, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're using your board removals to buy time until you can get Khadgar off and then fill the board up with, with you know, six mana minions instead of waiting to do it with, you know, uh, mountain giants or something later on. So you're saying it's good in a worse version of a bad deck? Yes. That's okay. the I, best way to put it, yes. And I just too, wanted to make sure I was yep, following there. Yep, and, it's, and it's too slow for, for what is going to be the best deck. And just like we were talking about with why would you want to play something other than, than either a super aggressive Paladin deck or an OTK Paladin deck when those those are the two best versions of the deck. Same thing here. You're not going to want to play this because the best version of, of Mage is going to be Temple and, and Aggro, and this doesn't fit in it. It's, even though it's a good card, it just doesn't fit into the, the decks that are yeah, going to so be I had a six. Kind of... I had a six. Where are you at? On this? Yeah. For the card, I actually think it's better than a six, but because it doesn't fit into things that, a lot of things that are going to work, I'm going to put it at a five. Because it's just not, yeah, it's it's gonna see play. It's gonna see people are gonna try to make it work, but they're gonna try to make it work in decks it doesn't belong in. And the I could definitely that, see your point. The decks I thought it, I was being conservative. The decks that it does belong in um, aren't 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 there. They're not there yet. I have to see them first. But yeah, I want to like it. It's just yeah. This deck, we, this card we might disagree on though. We probably will. So Collect Ghost is a 10 mana, a 10-mana 412 dragon. It's the second mage legendary, and it reads your first tur- your first spell each turn costs zero. So don't coin it out. And it also says battle cry, discover a spell. I'm serious, don't coin it out. Uh-huh. Um, also, this card's bad. A lot of people came to me when this card was released and it's like, oh my god, have you seen the new mage card? Have you seen the new dragon? Here, the dragon's gonna be sick. This card's so good. And I was like, oh, what is it? They said collect ghosts. I was like, oh, porque no los dos ghosts. Why not both the ghosts? <laughs> and then I read the card and I was like, this is garbage, man. Like, it's a 10 mana card that doesn't say kill the enemy. It's a 10 mana card that says cross your fingers to not die. I'm gonna have to say nah. <laughs> okay. So here's why I'm at with this card. The card, I think, is awesome. I love this card. I think it's a cool card. I think it's great design. It's a really intriguing effect. And if you can get it to stick, yeah, playing free, huge spells is awesome. The problem is that the deck that this fits in doesn't exist right now. And I don't see how we could make it work, right? Like, Dragon Mage kind of works. I talked about this... Um, Talked about this when we talked about this card before. Dragon Mage is is a viable deck right now. Like Kibler made a viable Dragon Mage deck, but does this fit into Dragon Mage? Probably not. That's the problem, you know. And originally, I was I was I was kind of high on it when or kind of excited about it when we talked about this originally. Then I took a step mm-hmm. back and I looked at Dragon Mage and I kind of looked at what it's going to look like come the expansion. Yeah, this deck, this card could fit in the deck. But what are you going to play with it? If you're playing this on turn 10 and discovering spell, cool. What's the best case scenario you're going to get? Pyroblast? Pyroblast. Yeah. That's the best the best case scenario. But, um, okay, so you have to discover that, right? And the chances of you discovering that are very slim because you're not going to put Pyroblast in this deck, right? You, you don't, right? Because you, you need board clears and stuff to stay alive so you can get Caligos off. You just, hit the nose, you just hit the nose on the nose there with that nail and the hammer. So... <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you liked it because I just I have no idea what I'm saying anymore. But you need to have the flame strike for this card to be good. The flame you ha- this has 
The biggest problem is this is a 10 mana card that needs to be have two cards to be okay. Yeah. So like if you're not holding Flame Strike, you just lose because you played a 10 mana four attack minion with no taunts. Yeah. Like yeah. you're just gonna get run over when you play this if you don't clear the board as. I'm glad that you I'm glad yeah. you brought that point up. Um so this this is a card that has a lot of potential, just not in this deck. Like if if Meteor was still gonna be around. Okay. Maybe. Maybe because you, you have more cards because it, it it fits in the like like the current dragon list now that has two meteors in it, for example. But we're losing some of those. So what are you gonna you're gonna play this and then you're gonna what? Play Dragon's Fury to clear the board and kill the guy you just waited ten turns to play or kill half of them? It just doesn't fit in the decks that that we can make right now. At least not that I can see. So while I love the card and I see its potential in practical application, which like I said, you know one of my, my scoring um, variables is how much play it's going to see. And so bad cards are getting higher scores because they're going to get a lot of play, and good cards are getting low scores because they're going to get less play. That's just kind of mm-hmm. how it works. And this is one of those cards that I think has potential, just not right now, and it's a trap card. I want to like it. I want it to rate it high. I'm going to experiment with it because who doesn't like dragons? It's cool. But, yeah, but it's at the end of the day, it's going to be... It, it's not It's not there yet. It, it's one of those cards, and every class has seen it so far, that needs something that needs more for it to be Mm -hmm. consistently viable. Um, So I'm at a six with this card, which is higher than I should be. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Four is fair. Four is fair. Cause it's going to, it's going to see some play. It's more cool than good. And it's not, I mean, it's, it's just not good. Yeah. It's so not good. Yeah. It, okay, it can be powerful. There's potential. Don't which don't why, like flip which, that. Which is why yeah. I put it at a six, because yeah, it's you, it's so powerful I'm, that when it hits, it's going to be bonkers. It's just making it work or living long enough to make it work. That's the problem. It. I'm not. I'm not taking a middle ground on this. I'm just saying that it is bad, barely playable, and it's a mage legendary that people love. I don't care if I'm being divisive. It is not good. I can only. I can't see chat, but I can imagine it's blowing up me right now. So. We can move on. <laughs> the comments are to the effect of, is it that bad? And Yes. The answer is, yes, it is that bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. So now we're... we're oh, do we want to talk about the state of age real quick? Yeah, so Mage mostly... Or Mage, Mage all but disappeared when Jaina was gone. Wait, no, Jaina hasn't been gone since I started playing. So Mage has always had this card called Jaina. Jaina, if you don't know, is a death knight, and it reads, win the game because I'm an unfair piece of... Sh- uh, I'm not going to go back into a Jaina rant. I think I already did one of those. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, I think that's all I went. No, no, no. So, uh, so Mage has mostly disappeared. We had the, we have Kibler's Dragon Mage. We have a little bit of Big Spell Mage still hanging around, even though we know how I feel about the deck. And Temple Mage has actually started to make a resurgence. Yep. I saw a couple people playing Elemental Mage, but it seemed more like a meme than a deck. So I'll talk about the Temple Mage that's making a resurgence. Uh, that deck, that deck is exactly the same deck that we saw three months ago. Surprise, surprise! A new expansion and no new decks! Oh, wait, 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 hold up. There's a meta shift coming, Tim. Calm down, calm down. So, yeah, nothing has changed with Mage. It's been bad, still bad. Not going to be bad later. Nope. <laughs> nope. Mage, Mage, yeah, you've, you, I think you hit the nail on the head with where Mage is. Where Mage is going is Mage is... There's a reason why it's the second to last deck that we're talking, or class that we're talking about. Uh, so think, good, so interesting. Yep, I th- I think the potential for really powerful mage decks of multiple types exists, not just one, at least two or three, um, two oh, yeah. for sure, two for sure, and possibly a third one. But we won't. We'll save that for another episode. 
Um, mm-hmm. The point is, is that it's going to be, especially early on, a deck that's experimented with heavily. And I think because it's going to get experimented with heavily early on, it's going to get refined early on, which means oh, yeah. we're going to see it um, take a prominent position in the meta, meta quickly and persistently for most of this expansion. So, yeah. Disagree? Agree? We good? No, yeah, I'm I'm good. Okay, let's move Mage on to Rogue. equals Jaina, and that's all that it means until Jaina's gone. Interestingly enough, she's leaving in four days. I can't wait. Three days now, and uh, Mage will still be okay, but not because of one card, because of a combination of cards. But Mage is going to oh be fine. God. If you like Mage, don't worry. They're going to be one of the better classes. Yeah, no, I'm ex- I'm excited for Mage. I think Mage is going to be in the top three easily. Like it's mm-hmm. the yeah the versatility. Yeah. We're going to move. Like, are you ready to move on to the Rogue? Or do you have more? Let's do it. Ooh, sorry, I'm like I'm getting a little jumpy now. Am I? It's all good. We're almost done. We're on the last so, class right now. Woo! And neutrals. Yeah, it's almost done. So we're, done. we're moving. We're moving on to Rogue now. Yep. Rogue is our final class, and then we have the neutrals. Yep. Uh, as I guess, as just said, and I repeat it because I'm totally in my right brain state. Uh, Evil Miscreant is the first card. It's a three mana one five, and it reads combo. Add two random lackeys to your hand. What what really bugs me about this card? Well, actually, I have, I have two things. Two things that that really put me off in this card. The first one is that it says random lackeys. Some of the cards say random lackeys. Some just say lackeys, and I have no idea what the difference is. And if it's just inconsistent wording, then <clears throat> where I'm calling an XR back from. I, I know I sent him home earlier. But I'm, I'm calling him in right now because I, I, this is not grammar. Now, so this is trying to understand the game and having consistent mechanics. Yeah, like, it, well, it's more of the consistent card text. I think they mean the same thing. They just don't word it the same way. I think when right, it says exactly. add a lackey to your hand versus add two random lackeys, that could be interpreted that you get to pick one versus getting it random, but I just take it as they're all random. Right. It's it's still It's still frustrating in a game that's very careful with its wording all the time because when it says summon, sometimes... On a, on a spell, it actually means that it's summoning. Mm-hmm. Other times it means it's just popping out of existence, so cards that say summon don't don't affect it for whatever reason. <laughs> uh, but, you know, no, they can just change the card. The other thing that bothers me about it is that it's a oh, 3-mana 1-5. So imagine this, my dude. You play Tar Creeper, then the Hunter plays Spellbreaker, and then it's your turn, and now you get to do whatever you want with your Tar Creeper. What are you doing? You're just being pissed off because you have a one five that doesn't yep. do anything. Yep. It's a really big dire mole. <laughs> it's a dire mole. Yeah. <laughs> it's the direst of moles. Um, oh, but you I know what a dire mole is? It's a mole, only dire. That's right. All right, South Park reference. I get it. <laughs> oh, um, God, sorry. I'm dying. You're fine. Uh, so the thing that makes this card, I think, good is the fact that it adds two lackeys to your hand if you combo it out. So if you coin this out on two, getting a 1-5 on two is okay. It's pretty good. Pretty good on two. It's not great. It's okay. But you get, not that I'm saying you'd want to, I'm just talking hypothetically, mm-hmm. but, no, you, but you get two random lackey cards, which are also good. If you play this on mm-hmm. curve somehow, comboing it on curve without wasting a coin, you can then play both lackeys on the next turn. You know, there's all kinds of there's all kinds of ways that you can look at you know doing rogue things to cheat this card out. But getting those two lackeys is a big deal because then it gives you not just two powerful cards but two activators for more combos. Um, and then there's synergies 
with some of the other cards that are going to come up that we're going to see as well. Um, overall, I think it's an okay card for its cost. I think its um, uh, ability to give you two lackeys is super dope and not to be underestimated because I think lackeys, especially with the with the power um, kind of being ramped down across the board with with the um, with the reset, lackeys are going to be even more powerful now rather than later when more expansions are added during this um, during this year. Um, so I actually think this is a pretty solid card. I'm 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 in a good place with this card. Even though the stat line is real wonky, I can't get past the fact where it says three mana, then it says one five, and then it says combo. <laughs> so, like, I'm just like, I, I don't get it. I I just don't understand. Okay, can I just so, say four? Am I allowed to do that? Yeah, you can say four. You can say four. I'm a little higher because I think lackeys are going to be good. I'm putting this a five and a half. Okay, I'm, uh, the way you were talking about, it, I thought we were going to be like. Like worlds apart of this, no, I thought you were about to nope, drop a six and, and a half nope, on this guy. And, and nope, it's, it's, like, still three mana, it's still a three mana. It's still a three mana one five. Still three mana one five. The only reason it's, it's even that good is because I think the lackeys are that good, and this does synergize with things like cold blood. Not that I mean True. anybody's going to run cold blood, but you play, you play this on on. Okay, so you coin this out on two, <laughs> I guess, or, or or you play it on on curve on the three you're trying so hard right now <laughs> the point is is you play this at some point you put cold blood on it and you use the lackeys to activate the cold blood to make it up you know four or five five or something like that you know what i'm saying the point yeah is, no i there's there's definitely there's definitely potential there there's definitely potential there like my my deck building brain and i can't logic don't make me logic this at you because i can't figure it out but my deck building brain is just saying pass like i will be flipping through the collection looking for good cards and this one i won't even cross my glance i'm telling you the lackeys are going to make this card played i hope you're right moving on the four mana four three pirate henge clan burglar battle cry discover a spell from another class. This card... I like... Go ahead. I was going say, I like pirates. This card, because it has that pirate tag on it, it's a good card. It's a good yeah. card. Because Without it, the pirate tag, it's trash. Yep, because Hook Tusk exists. And Hook Tusk is a good card. Um, mm-hmm. And this fits a nice... You know, it, the 4 mana 4 3 is whatever. The Discover is okay, but I like this just because it gives you a decent pirate to put in there. And you have the upside of, well, if you draw it before you hook Tusk, at least you can discover a spell, which synergizes with some other things that you can do as well. I don't see this fitting into a um, Tespionage deck, but I do see it fitting into a Tempo or a Pirate deck. So I see this mostly in like a mid-range deck, a mid-range exactly. rogue yeah. deck yeah. that wants that wants to win the game on turn twelve or thirteen. Uh, so what this does, it, what its discover does, or excuse me, what this card does is when played on curve, it contests all other fours, a lot of fives, and all threes and below, right? Uh, as far as what it'll trade into, on top of having battle cry discover a spell. From another class, we don't. Uh, is it just a random class, or is it just a random spell? Could it so be str- like a discover spell from another class? I need to see exactly what that means. Like how it means it from work. another class. I think it's just a random spell. Like you have multiple options. Okay. Okay. I think yeah. Changing how it works because they're recognizing the fact that playing a Tespianash rogue against another rogue sucks. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but 
but yeah, 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 yeah. So if you're able to if you're able to discover something that help that allows you to keep your board or allows you to make a tempo play with the mid range deck, it'll help you flip because that's what it, that's what make that's what makes a mid range deck difficult to play and interesting to play is when am I going to flip the board? When am I going to stop letting letting him have the initiative? And start swinging it back in my favor, and creating that swing is what makes mid-range decks so hard to play in Hearthstone, as opposed to pretty much any other trading card game. Right. Is like um, that, you know, is that in the lack of interaction? Uh, so, I actually kind of like this card. I, I think I'm surprisingly high on this card, okay. um, but only because of how good I think the later, the later game, like the mid-range to control style rogues are going to be and so I, i'm surprising myself i'm taking it back i know what number i'm going to say i'm just like i keep checking myself to see if i'm okay six yeah yeah no it's it is six and i'm going to get slammed for this because this is not like this is a bad stat line it's not a consistent effect it the pirate tag like even if it has hooked us doesn't really mean much like it, it's just because of where it, the niche that it's going to fit because there is going to be a mid-range rogue deck. This is going to be a six. This is going to see play. It is going to be an arena all-star. Mm -hmm. It does have a lot of upside. And I think that people are going to be sleeping on this card. I put it at a five. So I'm not too far behind you. I'm not quite as sold on it as you are. Um, because, But there's, part of that is I think this card is going to get a lot less love because I think it's going to be hard for a lot of people to play effectively. I think that's what I think that's what it's going to come down to. People aren't they're going to slam it out on four sometimes, or uh, uh, they're not just not going to know when to play it. And I think that's going to create um, it's going to create a sense of the card not being as good as it could we be. We should. So. I I should have started a tally like an hour ago, and every time we use the term skill check, I just marked. Yeah. Because this is another one skill yep. check. I agree. I agree. I agree, and, but it's gonna get it's gonna get up play even if people don't know how to use it because it's a pirate and, and hooked us exists. So even though people won't be as effective with it necessarily as they could be because it's hooked us is a thing, this is gonna be in hooked hook tusk decks. But in the right deck with the right you know level of of, of skill and comfort with this card, it's gonna be viable in in a lot of decks. So I'm good with this card. I think it's I think it's good design. I think it's a good card for being a common. I like it. I'm still mad at myself for rating it a six, but we can move on from there. We can call Daring Escape the next card we will cover. It is a one-mana rogue spell that reads, Return all friendly minions to your hand. Why did they print this, Azrael? Because they love bounce-back mechanics in rogue. Why? I have no idea. Why do they Wait, keep printing resurrect sp uh, stuff for priests? Do you realize Ben Brode literally quit Blizzard because someone shadow stepped Kaliseth twice on turn one? <laughs> right? <laughs> Sorry. I, uh, I... How do I want to put this? All right. Uh, to summate everything I think about bounce back mechanics and rogue, especially when you do it for one mana, no. Yeah. How do you the, feel? The um, I think this is this is potentially a broken card. It is a broken card. It's not potentially a broken card. It, it's out the box. It's broken. We need the warranty. <laughs> I think that, yeah, especially when you think about things like what's the what's the dagger, the hook, tusk dagger, the one man. Yeah, it's the 
the yeah the one three dagger when it when it cracks. Yeah, you pop it. You, you so so you, you you summon your dudes. Right, you pop the dagger. You give them a rush, and then you pop them back in your hand, and then you play them again. It's a lot of value. That was just like the first thing off the top of your head. Yeah, that was just I, the first thing I, I thought of. I didn't even put any thought into that. I was just like, that's a lot of value. Not, yeah, yeah, this is so crazy. This card you, 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 you play Hook Tusk, right? Later in the game, you play Hook Tusk, you summon a bunch of big dudes, you clear their board, the guys that survive, you pop them back to your hand, including Hook Tusk, and you do it again. Think of all the broken battle cry mechanics. Think of all the... Uh, uh, frick, this could make Kidnapper a viable card. <laughs> Yo, you're not wrong. Like, <laughs> holy crap. So, I'm mad. I'm mad. Nine. Eight and a half is where I put it. Yeah. And I thought I was being, I'm glad you put it at nine. So I thought I was being overzealous. Because keep in mind, guys, a nine is practically like god tier card right like a, a 10 is a must-have in every card in every class like it, it's like you just play it it's it's um you know it's zilliax is nearly a 10 let's put it that you. way zilliax yeah. is like a nine and a half yeah so like, it has to be barely better than zilliax like barely a, more prevalent than zilliax yeah a 10 would be like caliseth or you know in decks that it fits in or uh, if you can get Cal Southern deck, you put him in a deck kind of thing. If you've uh, yeah. Ragnaros, you know, is, is is a ten. If you can get Ragnaros in a deck, you play Ragnaros, right? Doctor Sylvanas. Yeah, Sylvanas, same thing. The card there's a reason why those cards all got Hall of Famed, right? <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's a, that's saying a lot. Do not underestimate when we say that this card is an eight and a half or a nine. That's saying it's one of the best cards in the set right now. There's not too many cards we've rated that high. This card is gonna be bonkers, it's gonna be frustrating, and it's gonna be everywhere. I'm gonna be so mad. I would be so mad. But Togwaggle's scheme will make it all up because it'll make it'll make Rogue a lot less frustrating to play against Togwaggle's scheme. Well, because it's a scheme, and you know the schemes are all bad. Let's read the text on this one, by the way. Togwaggle's scheme is a one mana card that reads: choose a minion, shuffle one copy of it into your deck, and then upgrades each turn. As before, I quit podcasting with you. Can you please take some of this stress and emotion off my shoulders? Um, this is basically like an easier Pogo trigger. Like you just, like you think about this. If you get this on turn like five, by turn ten, you just get five free copies of your best card, and you get to put them in your deck. This is a really powerful card. It's a really powerful card. Um, you, you play this, so you draw this on turn one, and you don't care. That's yeah. fine. And then you vanish. You sap. You eviscerate. You. You do all sorts of dirty, nasty rogue things. I love playing rogue because they do some cool things. They're like shaman if shaman was good and unfair and roguelike. And I don't know. I do like, I promise, I promise I like rogue. But how are you about to put 20 pogos in your deck? I was just going to say this. How that... are you about to put 20 pogos in your deck? <laughs> so so you basically, you draw you draw a few cards. You play the normal things. You get Myra's. a pogo. Yeah, you get a pogo. You have the togwaggles. You decide at some point to Myra's or to, to Lyra to Myra's, and then you empty your entire deck out, and then you put ten pogos in your deck, and then you use your lab recruiter to put a bunch of lab recruiters to copy the lab recruiters in your deck. And you just keep pogo and lab recruiting, and everything you do is just putting one or two mana, you know, fourteen fourteens in the deck, and it's Jade Druid all over again and 
we're going back. You know, we we got rid of we got rid of um, of of uh, kobolds and catacombs to go right back to uh, kobolds and catacombs. No, to go right back to um, Mean Streets of Gadjistan with Jade Druid. Um, oh, fair this, enough. Fair this enough. is why. This is why. And Jade Druid was one of those decks that made a lot of people want to like quit freaking Hearthstone. But this is why. One of the reasons why Rogue is at the top of the list here because. Rogue is going to have so many different ways to do incredibly powerful stuff in this meta. And I hope I'm overreacting, but I just... Taguaygo's scheme makes it so easy to enable things like Pogo or Quest Rogue, even though it's going to... You know, it's rotating out, but still. Like, there's so many ways that this card can be broken and abused that it's it's almost it's almost silly. Like, I mean, you can even just get, like, cheap with it. I mean, just imagine putting... Um, you know, what's the mosquito that does damage? Just life drinker. Yeah, put put I mean, ten screwed, dude, put ten life drinkers in your it? deck. Put ten yeah. life drinkers in your deck and just kill them. You can go. You can go as bad as novice engineer. So you just play five one ones, mm-hmm. right? You just play five one ones, and they're like, oh, I'm in fatigue. I'll let me use the last card in my hand, and it's a five five taunt. Trade them all in, and I'm going to play the last five next turn, and I'm just going to kill you with my five novice engineers because I'm an asshole, and I decided to take that line instead of doing it to the Zeliacs. Mm-hmm. I mean this this card is this card is another card that just it just makes me so mad looking at it. I, there's nothing. I I have way too much imagination to be in the presence of this card because it, my brain just starts popping off with all the ways I am going to be killed by this card, <laughs> and I am going to then thusly destroy my monitor even further than I already did last time I streamed. It's true, I actually did. I actually did damage my monitor last time I streamed. Oh man! Um, yeah, it was it was a good clip. Uh, so no, it wasn't. So you know what, what kills me about this scheme is this scheme is one mana, and the warrior scheme is four, four mana. mana. So stupid, so stupid. Oh man! All right. So where do you, where? I mean, we could go on and on with the ways that this card could be broken. Um, and the the thing is, this card is almost never bad in a deck that wants to do something like this. It's almost never bad. Even putting one copy of a card in in your deck can be powerful. This is a one of in a lot of decks. Oh yeah, easily. But it's I mean, it's almost never a two of though is a thing. No, so that's why it I, doesn't need to be though. It doesn't need to be because exactly. of the fact because of the fact that if you hold it in your turn for five turns, you're you're gonna get more value out of it than you would having two lab recruiters in your deck. Almost, you're gonna get the same value almost. Which puts it at the same power level as a legendary because you have the ability to put two in your deck, but you're like, nah, fam, it is so powerful. I only need the one. Yep. Which is like Jade, which was like the Jade, um, um, whatever the, jade one, idol. the yeah, the Jade Idol. Which you only put one in there because you just would then put three in, and then you would take the three and just yeah. That's when you know a card is really, really, really strong. Where do you put this card at? I put this card. At, I put this card at a seven, and I know it's. I know it's better than that, but I'm just. I refuse. Eight I refuse half. to rate it fairly. I refuse eight, to rate it fairly as eight and a half. I got to do it. I got to do it. I'm putting it in the same power level as the other card, Daring Escape. Um, because it think is. about this, right? Togwaggle scheme. A bunch of Pogo guys in. Myra's pull all the Pogo guys out. Play all the Pogo guys. Daring escape them back to your hand. Play them again. Daring escape them back to your hand. Play them again. You see where this is going, guys. As now, now nobody, now nobody who's watching us is going to be able to sleep tonight because you just scared them nightmares. Yeah, well, when you, when, yeah, when they've got you know four, and then what are you going to do? You're going to psychic scream them back in their deck, wild players. Then you're just going to make them even stronger. <laughs> oh uh, Jesus! 
please. But that's just one example. There are ways that there are ways that other than Pogo Rogue where these cards are going to be good. That's just the, like the off the top of our head stuff we're coming up with. There's going to be much more effective combos and more consistent combos than that. Uh, but these cards. The point is that these cards are so good they can make Pogo Rogue work. Exactly. What are, what are they going to do for viable decks that already exist? Like tempo rogue or aggro rogue or pirate rogue of any kind right they're going to make they can make a bad archetype work then they're going to make good archetypes even better so here so here's what you do you play tagoyle scheme on your hook tusk pick all of the pick all of your hook tusks back up and then you just hook tusk hook tusk hook tusk because you have 20 hook tusks in your deck and you just get to play four every turn All right, I think I think we beat this this horse to death, guys. Tune into X's channel for all the ways that he makes the ladder cry by breaking this card. Oh my god! Next we have uh, a rogue weapon, four mana, four two rogue weapon, the Waggle Pick, which is more bounce back mechanics. Death Rattle, return a random friendly minion to your hand. It costs two less. We've seen this effect in um, Shadow Step. We've seen this effect in uh, Secret Form and uh, in multiple minions. And now we see it in Weapon Form. Um, it's viable in those other things, but because Pogo and other things are going to be things, uh, this card just feeds into the nightmares we've already been talking about. Um, Temple Rogue, Pogo Rogue, all kinds of rogue options are enabled by this weapon. That said, is the price for the stat line viable? The price, the price for stat line is perfect. If you remember, there was a four mana four two weapon summon an elemental. It said shaman. Uh, I, I can't remember. I always have a hard time remembering old card. I didn't really play during that time period. Um, what was the name of that? Does anybody was it even? It was yeah. probably just bad. No, it was it was it, no, it was it was it was viable. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, it would it would summon an elemental when you were done. Yeah, so it's it's similar it's similar to that card. No, I mean, this is this is true silver champion. We already know the stat line's viable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it, um, yeah, you know what? Screw it. You're right. Why why am I going to an old shittier version, an old bad badder version of? This is true silver champion with upside. Like you don't care about healing your face because it heals before you swing. Mm-hmm. But you know what? If I could pick up my Kaliseth another time, if I could pick up my Pogo another time, if I could pick up my Hook Tusk and make it cheaper, if I could pick up my Malagos and make it seven mana so that way I could play right. double Sinister Strike and, and a Razor right. Petal all in the same turn with the Malagos that I just popped out of my hand with cheating it with the Cobalt Illusion. I don't know. You could do a million freaking things. That's probably a very convoluted way to do it, but imagine something, you know? Waggle Pick makes it all possible. Yes. You can do anything if you can imagine it. <laughs> Waggle Pick does more of the things that we were just ranting about, and it does it with a weapon attached. So now, on top of getting all the bounce back and value, and and you know Pogo style or you know um, Battle Cry value or all the different combos for that, you get the ability to either do damage to their face or remove things from the board. So it, it's it's an absolutely viable card. I think it's one of the best rogue cards we've rogue weapons we've seen in a minute. I think it's pretty. I good. think I actually like Shadowblade. Oh, Shadow Blade is real good, but I mean, before Shadowblade, what was the last good weapon? The Hero Power. The <laughs> Baku. Baku was the best weapon yeah. before Shadowblade. Baku was good. I mean, you know, I mean, um, uh, Kingsbane was, you know, not itself was yeah. okay, but only because 
the life steal. Once they nerfed the life steal, it disappeared. So, yeah, you know, uh, this is this is one of the best weapons that they printed for for Rogue in 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 a considerable amount of time. And I, I like this card a lot. Um, it still scares me, but that doesn't mean I don't like it. It's a powerful card, I think. This is at least a fair card. I can say that this is a seven out of ten, but it's fair, unlike the last two cards. Um, I, I have this as a six out of ten. Um, even though it's a, a fair, viable card, uh, I think because these cards are cheaper and easier, this card might not have room. This might not have room. This might make its way into like a mid rangey deck. Like that I see this thing. I, I see this in Tespionage. This makes yeah. sense in Tespionage to me. Yeah. yeah, like this 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 would work with, with Spooters, right? If Spooters yeah. were a thing, you know. Um, that's the kind of deck I see this in, not so much the other one. But um, it's just it's just a, a well-balanced, decent, con- competitive card. Um, yeah. All right. Underbelly Fence. Now, I'm not exactly sure what those... What those three words when jammed together and what card would it actually means, but there's some girl who's like tell like shushing me, I guess trying to tell me Those are the stolen to... goods that she's trying to fence. Yeah, but why is she shutting me up when I'm trying to give her an offer? I don't get it. It's like she's gonna go tell her husband or something. But Underbelly Fence is a two mana two three, which we already know is a good is a good stat line. Uh, but this one comes along with a battle cry that says, if you're holding a card from another class, gain plus one, plus one, and rush? What the hell is this card? It's a good card. Nine out of ten. Next. Oh, yeah. 100%. There's this a... is insane. This card is nuts. Yeah. There's a reason why I put this towards the end of the rogue cards with a bunch of good rogue cards. This is card is bonkers. You know, What it's... is this card? Okay. So it's very hard to get a... Um, card from another class early in the game. Like, there's not really a way to get it on turn one or turn two. But if you played this on turn three for two mana or turn four, you play two of these, I mean, that's not bad. Well, I don't care. I'll even play it on two as a two mana two three. Heck yeah. But that's my point, though. That's my point, though. You can play it on curve as a two mana two three, or you can wait a turn or two and almost certainly play it with a benefit. Or you can bounce it back to your hand, or you can put 100 copies of it in your deck with the other cards that we have, or you can, you know, uh, it's a bonkers card. This card is so stupid. This card is so stupid. I can't sugarcoat it anymore. It's just dumb. Dumb, dumb, and, <laughs> dumb in the best possible way. It's a there's guys there's a, there's there's a reason why we think Rogue is going to be powerful in the new meta. Okay. <laughs> okay. So nine was an overreaction. Not gonna lie, this, this, this is not a nine card. I just when I read that, like, because this is the first time I'm seeing this card. I'm not I'm not frying. Like this is the first time I've seen this card. And holy shit, I needed to I needed to see this card beforehand so I didn't react like that when I read it out loud. Do you uh do you do you want to know what where I have this this rated it? Tell me this is yeah. Tell me I have this card as an eight. Yeah, th- that's think, about fair. I think this card is going to be in pretty much every rogue deck. It's going to be in every any yeah. deck, any deck that any rogue deck that actually steals cards. It doesn't. I, I don't even like. Doesn't rogue steal cards incidentally? Isn't there a way that it, probably? Isn't there I don't know, probably, are, probably. I don't know. Like yeah, Blink I'll, Fox is Blink Fox is still going to be a thing. So yeah. Because there's gonna be Blink there's Fox gonna be Witch cards, War, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like I don't know. I'm look. I'm looking at it as, and just, I'm. St- it's a. I'm stunned. Card. It's a bomb. It's so good. 
how are you going to put that on a two mana card, dog? Well, like I said, the one the one downside to it is that it's very hard to get a um, a card from another class in your in your hand before turn two. At least I can't think of one. Let me let me put a little more context on it. So, the card that it competes with from the most recent set that it was released is a two mana one one pirate that reads gain or two mana one one pirate with rush that that reads. Gain plus one, plus one for every pirate you control. So you have to have three pirates on the board for it to be a comparable card. Yep. This card and is nuts. you can't play it alone. This card is nuts. Oh, my God. What do you give this card? Or do you want to... Wanna... This is like an 8,000. This is going in every row. This is an eight. Oh, yeah. this, this is a lot. This is yeah. a high number. Yeah. This, this, this might even, <laughs> we might even be low at an eight, guys. There's a reason. There's a reason why I put this near the end of the rogue section. Is there anything else you want to say other than than rogue? Yeah, don't give me a heart attack by making me read something like that I haven't seen before. Rogue rogues are going to be our new overlord. Vendetta. I'm going to try this one. Vendetta. It's a four mana rogue spell. It says deal four damage to minion. Cost zero if you're. I told you to stop this ass. Cost zero if you're holding a card from another class. So on the same turn that you just played a two mana three four rush, you get to kill the other minion for zero mana on the board. So you're you've just cleared the entire board for two fucking mana, and you have a board a board presence that allows you to snowball and win the game from there in a class that has so much value now with the first three cards that were released that is never gonna. So it's they didn't print any more infinite value cards. They're printing infinite value classes with cards that are just there to support nothing but infinite value. Not only is this gonna be slotted right into control rogue, it's gonna be slotted right into literally every freaking deck on the ladder because no one's gonna play anything but rogue. Yeah, so turn three Blink Fox, turn four Vendetta, free, free kill. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm just like. Turn, three, rip my hair turn out. three free kill for that matter. What's that? I said, I'm going to rip my hair out of some of these cards, though. Yeah. This card is real strong. There are so many things with four health. So many things with four health. This card is. Four health? Four health is typically the barrier, right? Because when you go from a 3 3 to a 3 4, it's a huge jump. Yeah. And, yeah, so this is this is this is this card is going to kill seventy percent of things that you see before turn six, right? And uh, and by that point, coupled with the other, and it's free, right? It's free. So coupled with all the other, you know, things that Rogue's going to be doing, like playing, you know, two mana three fours and pogoing shit around their hand, um, this is going to be a huge tempo swing. So I I I could go on about this card for a minute. Earlier, we we talked about a hunter card called Mark Shot. Uh, uh, and for those of you who weren't here earlier, I'll, I'll briefly go over it. it. It's a four mana. It's a four mana hunter spell that says deal four damage to a minion. Discover a spell. Mm-hmm. How does that compare? What the? That's not even close. So not we said close. that that was a worse version of Wing Blast, mm-hmm. which you can discount to one by killing a minion. Which of those is you think it's easier to kill a minion or to hold a card? Kill a minion in hunter. Or hold a card from another class in Rogue. Right? Like they're pretty close, honestly. They're pretty close, but but holding a card from another class in Rogue is much easier. Because it requires right. nothing. You only have to do it once, and then as long as you don't play the card, you're good, you're set forever. Then why does this one cost less? Because apparently Rogue is our new overlord as determined by, by Blizzard. 
So somebody somebody has a mad crush on Valera. They were browsing the wrong part of the internet and saw something <laughs> they shouldn't have seen. God dang it. All right. So so this is another eight out of ten, dude. What are we doing to ourselves? Uh yeah, I, I agree that this card uh is very, very strong. Um for me. I'm not quite an 8 out of 10 with it. I think I'm at a 7 out of 10 with it just because there are comparable cards that do similar things. Um, you know what? No, no. The zero cost tag is just too shock. It's too It's too good. It's, it no. doesn't say one. It says zero. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I was going to say I, I was going to stick with my 7, but I think I'm at an 8 on this card too. Um, it's not going to fit in every deck, but the decks that it fits in, it's going to be an all-star. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's a really strong card. So, defeated is how I feel right now. Oh, good, a bad card. I'm gonna read this one. Go ahead, <laughs> get excited. This is this one is a six mana rogue spell called Unidentified Contract. It reads: Destroy a minion, gain a bonus effect in your hand. The Hold bonus effects are all pretty cool. Oh, yep. I, just before we get past this, um, somebody in chat um, pointed out that it's uh, it's harder for rogue to get a card from another class because rogue becomes the only class that we'll see on ladder um that's uh, why some of these cards that's why some of these cards are moving to this text instead where they discover a spell from another class not the not your opponent's class because mm-hmm. we talked about this already and blizzard i think is acknowledging the fact that rogue is going to be powerful and they're going to be playing a lot of it and uh and so you at least have a you know a, uh, eight out of nine chance to get uh, a card that actually works. So, um, go go ahead and get back to what you're saying next. So, unidentified contracts is a bad rogue card call, or and it costs six mana. It reads: destroy a minion, gains a bonus effect in your hand, and all the bonus effects are pretty cool. I don't really care what they are because it's six mana destroy a minion with some with some upside. It's kill another minion. It's draw some cards. It's uh, it's get a copy. Yep, get a one copy. Of them. Um, what is it? Get a copy. Oh crap! They're all very draw, powerful yeah. effects. Draw cards, add coins, and then one mm. other oh, one. Two. Yep, add the two coins. They're all very powerful effects. Mm. Don't get it twisted. They are all very powerful effects, but at the same time, it costs six mana. Summon patient assassins, the last one. Yeah. Oh, summon patients. Yeah, you get a, you get a a, a one one uh, with stealth and poison. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and these are all these are all pretty neat. But mm-hmm. when you put when you put this card next to any of the other rogue single target removal, it walks away with its uh, tail yep. between its legs. Yep. You know. Yep. Like walk the plank is just strictly better like two mana is so much i don't even care if i get to kill two minions for six mana this more compares to me this more compares to assassinate to me and yes. it compares barely favorably to assassinate yes so it's real simple i i think in most cases i would rather sap than play this card agreed 100 percent. you know that's just the thing it's it, even with the bonus effect it's just if you're playing this in a tempo or aggressive deck you, you don't want the value you just want the thing that you're trying to kill out of your way, so you could do the thing that you want to do, which is hit him in the face. It's the same reason why the um, the ma- the mage card that we were talking about before um, is good in um, in tempo and aggressive mages. Um, the conjurer's calling. We don't care about giving them stuff or letting them play it again. We just want the taunt or the thing that's preventing us from hitting him in the face or winning out of the way. 
and Sap mm-hmm. does the fine job of that for two mana. Even with um, even with something like um, um, Prep, I still don't like this card more than Sap. That's two good it's, cards to do yeah, two I, bad things. Yeah, because I'd rather I'd rather prep a number of other things out rather than this. Um, you know, if I'm going to prep anything, I'm going to prep, you know, I'd rather prep an assassinate. I, I, I don't know, because just because I'd rather have an assassinate in my deck because it's a five mana card. Yeah. It's, once you, once you cross the five, and I talk about this all the yeah. time when I talk about card valuations, yeah. jumping from five to six is such a huge boundary because then mm-hmm. you can't play both sides of it on the same turn. Mm-hmm. All the most powerful cards in the game are six for that exact reason. This is not one of those most powerful, or excuse me, six or more for that exact reason. This is not on that same level of the other six or six or more cost cards. And for that reason, I can't. Yeah. Like, would you rather have this as, like, real talk, would you rather have this or Vile Spine Slayer? Vile Spine, 100%. One million percent. Yeah, yeah. I, I, not, I think I rest my case with that. This is this is like a, a four. Yeah, this is. Uh, it's like it's good of, enough to see play. Yeah. It'll find it'll find a spot, but yeah. it's like I was it'll just barely. Say, find it's a, a spot. card I want to think is better than it is, but at the end of the day, we've we've outlined every reason why it's not. And yeah, you, you know that people are going to play it because they're going. They're going to experiment with it. Um, it's good enough to be a one of in some decks. Some people are going to try to make super greedy extra value decks, and they're going to try to squeeze this in. And I think a four, a four nailed it. Um, but I think it's going to be a three and a half because I think it's going to see one copy. <laughs> one yeah, copy. Fair. One copy will be in a deck. So you'll see it, but it'll be one copy and only when they draw it. And they're going to feel real bad when they have to use it because that's going to be their entire turn. And then you're just going to poop a bunch of stuff on the board and beat them in the face the next turn and win. Mm-hmm. Now we move on to the one of the first, uh, or the first of two legendaries for Rogue. Um, it's a six mana five five heist baron togwaggle battle cry. If you control Lackey, choose a fantastic treasure. Now the fantastic treasures are the same ones that you got from um, uh, Marin the Fox, um, which were um, <coughs> the magic or the what was it, the the magic wand or whatever that uh, draws three cards. They cost zero. There's yep. the uh, crap. The goblet, which is discover a legendary minion, some mm-hmm. two copies, yep. and then oh jeez, oh uh, draw a card, yep. fill your hand with the rest of them, yep. or fill your hand with copies of that card. Isn't there a fourth one too? Those are the three that I remember. There's probably a fourth. I think there's a fourth one as well. Um, the point is, those are all very powerful. Super powerful. Uh, they're all they're all very powerful. Um, it's going to be easy for rogues for the most part, to have lackeys. Hell, there's even neutral cards that give you lackeys. Um, it's a six mana, five, five, not a terrible stat line for the effect. Pretty freaking good. I think this is a solid to strong legendary, but I don't think it's like super bon- bonkers or broken. Like, I don't think it's like over the top strong. This is worse than a couple of one mana common cards that we reviewed earlier today, less than an hour ago. Mm-hmm. But it's still hella strong. This is a dope card, this and I'm gonna like this card. card. Yeah, this is this is a great card. And what I'm seeing here is the, the worst card that we've seen from Rogue so far is the three mana one five that gave you two powerful cards. There's mm-hmm. there's a definite clear pattern of strength in the Rogue, and this even their legendary, like even with some classes like their legendaries, like like with 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 Mage. Yeah, a lot of their cards are strong, but they had some pretty weak ones. And one of their legendaries or two of their legendaries were kind of like, eh. 
at best. Mm-hmm. Everything we've seen from Rogue now, even the lackeys, or even the one mana, th- uh, uh, one three mana, three mana, one, one five. five. Even that is like more viable than a lot of uh, cards in other other classes. And and this just continues the pattern of of overall solid to strong cards with Rogue. Um, I'm gonna this this card fits in virtually any Rogue deck that doesn't want to be super 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 fast. Um, so any mid range, any slow or kind of controlly decks, any value based decks, this fits in. And how you, know, you can even you can even play this as the high end of of an of an a tempo or an aggro deck just for that secondary win condition of getting one of those cards. In much the same way you might play um, something like a, a Leroy Jenkins. Yeah, it doesn't have the charge, but you know it's not uncommon to play a six mana card or like playing um, a high main in in mid range hunter. It's a it's a higher end card that has a decent body attached to it, but has some upside as well. So I, I really like this card a lot. I think it's very, very flexible. I think that this card is not as good as it seems because it doesn't actually it doesn't actually fit. In the decks that it wants to fit in, there's just better cards that you can play. That's fair. Um, it, like, I want it to be good. It does have a powerful it does have a powerful effect. However, like a, you know, you just you put it side by side with what it competes with. It always it always comes back wet i don't know i don't know why that's the adjective i use but sure it always comes back wet when you compare it so <laughs> right um yeah so for that reason i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a solid five out of ten i'm at a six on this one um and i want to go higher but it just doesn't fit in what are going to be the most common road decks that we're going to see i mean people are going to squeeze it in there People are going to squeeze it in there because they, they're going to want it in there. I'll probably play with squeezing it in there too. Oh, yeah. But at the end of the day, um, it's not optimal for a lot of the decks that that um, are going to be the most common uh, for Rogue right now, I think. so. I really little, do like his hat though. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's a little mini safe with a little hat on top of it. Yeah, no, not the safe. The safe is garbage. I'm talking about the hat. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> uh, and then finally... Tech and Nazwick. <laughs> Tack Nazwisker is a 7 mana 6-6 six, six rogue legendary minion and it reads whenever you shuffle a card into your deck add a copy to your hand. Why? <laughs> Can I just Togwaggle scheme this guy and then play it again the next yeah. turn and yeah, then play Togwaggle scheme on it again and then just have a bunch of just garbage seven mana six sixes rolling around everywhere it doesn't matter how bad pogo is with all of the cards that they're giving you to make pogo work Pogo's gonna work but even beyond that even beyond that just your just your tempo and your and your aggro and your pirate decks and there's so many freaking different ways that this card just that these cards all synergize together academic espionage oh my god oh my god yeah play this Academic, uh, play this. Prep, uh, espionage. Pl- uh, play this, then you play um, prep, and then you espionage. And then you prep, and then you espionage. Not that you would fill your hand up, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, no, then you cry. Or no, then the opponent cries, and then you cry. And then he cries again, and then you walk away. Oh, my God. And then playing this, oh, my God, playing this with Elik. Somebody just pointed out playing this with yeah. Elik on top of it just for the extra grossness. I mean, the, the the meme slash actually good play potential is is sickening here, guys. This this card does a lot of let, let's be honest though. This this as far as disgusting things that Rogue is going to do, this is not among the top violators. Nope. 
So this saying? is a, this is a very strong card, yep. and it is nutty. And I would call it one of the strongest rogue cards if rogue was given the same power level of cards as everybody else. But instead, it's a very middling rogue card compared yeah, to the other. That's ones. exactly. And for that, like in a vacuum, if none, if no, if none of the other rogue cards existed, this is a seven and a half. Yep. So I'm gonna leave it there. I don't want to compare it with the other with the other cards in the same pool to compare by side by side. That's fair. Um, I was originally um, lower on this card, um, but having kind of talked through this entire this entire set and realizing just the fact that the synergies beyond just Pogo exist, I'm actually bumping this up to a six and a half. Originally, I was mm-hmm. at five because I was like, "You're not going to put this and the legendary and all the other stuff in the same deck." You're just not gonna. But somebody's mm. somebody's gonna try to make it work, and they're gonna have some super me gonna have some super greedy wonky deck with terrible curve that is gonna hit a third of the time. But when it does, it's gonna feel real good. I think this card's a six and a half. I think it's gonna see a lot of play just because even if you only hit it once or twice, this value is gonna be insane. If you can, get I just like one the- card, one yeah. card to hit with your with your um, with your scheme. This card is busted. Because you, yeah, yeah. you hit one pogo with it for five. You had five to the deck. You had five to your hand. You've got the one on the board. That means your your pogos are going to be uh, a 4-4, four, four, a 6-6, six, six, an 8-8, eight, eight, a 10-10. Ten, ten. That's just the ones you have in your hand, a 12-12. Twelve, twelve. And then you're going to draw five more. I mean, it just it gets bonkers. It gets bonkers. So it's, it's a strong card. All right. Um, I give up. Yeah. Uh, do you want to take a break or do you just want to hammer through these? State of Rogue. State of Rogue. State of Rogue. Rogue, um, Rogue was good um, until they decided to fant or just out of nowhere nerf Cold Blood for some reason instead of waiting a month when they were going to nerf everything else. Same thing with with uh, with Flame Tongue. So they killed an entire archetype a month earlier than they were going to kill. It, but they didn't kill. They didn't kill the odd paladin archetype. They killed the odd rogue archetype instead of just killing everything at the same time. Anyway, um, so then the only thing people could play was like test and even rogue, which you know even rogue was fun but not really good. Test rogue is fun but not really good. At least now showed a lot of potential. Um, so rogue's in a weird place right now. Rogue is was a dominant deck for a year, and then a month and a half ago they killed everything but the meme decks and. It'll be nice to see Rogue come back. Rogue is going to be probably top or top, certainly top three class, probably constantly vying for top class, if not solidly as the top class, um, at least based on what we're seeing here. Am I overreacting? Nope. It's going to, it's going to be fighting. It's going to be fighting priest and mage to, for to be the most powerful class in the game. I agree. Like it's, it's rough, but I'm gonna, meanwhile, I'm going to be over here sitting in the Tinker's Sharp Sword Oil waiting room because we need to unnerf that card. I love that one. It is super powerful. We just need to get rid of all of these trashy value cards that they're giving Rogue and just bring back the hammering tempo aggro that I can just come in and play, play 10 games of Hearthstone in 15 minutes and go home a legend. Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah. I think that's all I got to say on Rogue. Was good, then Blizzard made it bad for no reason. Now Blizzard's making it way too good for no reason. 
You're not wrong. Yeah, I need about 60 seconds if uh, if we're good to go to break time. I know you were bringing that up before I yep, forced let's, this let's, other discussion. Nope. Thank you for doing that. Um, we do have one more break scheduled for, for the neutral cards. I say we just come back and hammer through all of them real quick. What do you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're not taking a break in the middle of them. Yeah. I just need 60 seconds real quick. Right. And we just... Let's do it. Here we go. We'll be let's right back, go. guys. 60 seconds.